Yeah, it will be. The film was 25 years ago. <laughs> exactly. That kid's an old man. <clears throat> right, let's go. Why is it that all owls look like they've just seen a penis for the first time? <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapers. And welcome to show. My name is Oodles, the compare without compare. Joining me today, we have Editissimo Extraordinaire and Baltwat, it's Gadget. I'm going to punch you one of these days. Yes, you are. I thought, my, I thought it was going to go with me then. <laughs> <laughs> Very soon. Um, also, mean. the voice you heard. He's one movie review away from writing, directing, starring and producing his very first film. It's Stig. Hello. <laughs> what what do you get if you take the F out of fart? Art, and that's what she is—a work <laughs> of art. It's candy. I'm also a work of fart, as most people will know. <laughs> Everyone who knows me can confirm. And unfortunately, our hotshot reporter and journalistic professional Biggie is not with us this evening, as he's currently covering a hot news story about the corruption of investment banking in New York City. We'll have more on that next time he's on. He's out there. Field work. He hasn't in got New shit. York City. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he is. How is everyone this week? I'm really tired. I'm really, fucking shattered. I'm really tired. I had a really, really fucking hard week at work. And then smashed it yesterday with the gym and housework. And then today I've chilled out and I'm just fucking stunk caught up. You've been grafting, brother. Ingraft. I have. Typing yeah. away. Oh, so hard! <laughs> <laughs> fucking was. No, what happened was, I pl- boring work talk, but I planned everything, did all my orders, took me like two days to do it all because it's ridiculous, so we've got to do it. Next. And, and then, an hour after <laughs> I've done it all, my boss calls me and says, I've got some bad news. They've moved the fabrication date, so all your orders are wrong and you have to redo them all. After I'd spent two days planning it all and ordering it all and doing it all. So I, I assume at that point you did what any normal human being would do, which would be flip over your desk and start a fire. Oh, I just started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Descended into chaos. So yeah, it's been a week of literally just catching up and it's just fucking Yeah. Are you get are you starting to wind wind down for like your Christmas break and stuff? No, not really. We don't it's not like our industry has a Christmas break. I mean we have, but we we're out at the office, Yeah, there we but... go. There we go. <laughs> We we are, but like the construction steel industry carries on. Exactly, yeah, it just carries on. It's not like it's a seasonal thing. People need building. I was working for you, Candy. Come on, we may as well, well get into this I'll work chat you, for a minute. I, st- I started to file my taxes, so I can tell you all Ooh, about that. And uh, I ordered some uh, ordered some new recycling bins in, so that was quite good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're compliant with health and safety. some stuff, you know. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Made someone cry. Made someone else fall asleep. Excellent. Yeah. Fall asleep. Yeah, Gadget, yeah, how's, how's your work been this week? <laughs> uh, I've had no work on, but apparently I have some starting next week, so I'll have something to do for a change. Should be nice. Oof. Oof. Oh, do you want to swap? Fucking hell. I know. <laughs> right. I My know. work has been shit, and that yeah. is it. It's I did, Christmas however, in retail. Yay. 
watched the wrestling this morning and I had a reaction to something in wrestling which I've never, ever, ever had before. And I shouted at my TV. (laughs) And Kate was asking, what are you shouting at? I was like, something just happened in the wrestling and it's disgusting and I've never seen it before. You were fuming! A man drank another man's blood. Ah, they shouldn't be showing that. Yep. He had a Texas death match and it was all based on the... Are you sure it was really his blood? And, oh, yeah. And um, the whole storyline was he did one of them had invaded the other one's house and he's, while his family and his children were asleep in there. And and they had this start of this fight and he busted him open and he was swerved Strickland's bent over, blood dripping out his head, and he just opened his mouth and it all just like dripped into his gob. Oh. And I was just like, no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, well, well I am now currently going to uh, speak to Ofcom. Because I'm furious. But absolutely I will be writing a strongly worded email. All the same. <laughs> now, oh, it's pay-per-view, innit? Do what the fuck they want. <laughs> speaking of pay-per-views, people are paying to hear the breaking news. But it's not Biggie because he's on, he's on international coverage at the moment. Who's going to do it? It's me, innit? It's always me. Stiggy's breaking news. You may already know, but he doesn't. Because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. God, so much pressure. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be all right. I am a man who reads alone when I'm reading the news roll. At night, I'm speaking through the pod. When the news begins to change, I sometimes feel a little strange, a little anxious of new news. Fear of the news. Fear of the news. <laughs> I have a constant fear that news is always near. Fear of the news. Fear of the news. I have a phobia that news is always there. Have you run your fingers down the form? Have you felt your neck skin crawl when you're searching for headlines? Sometimes when you're scared to take a look at the Biggie Discord room, your sense that Biggie's watching you. Fear of the news. Fear of the news. I have a constant fear that news is always near. Fear of the news. Fear of the news. I have a phobia the news is always there. Yes. Can wait. Can also, anyone, Stig. Can anyone I lo- I hear that? To... Can you anyone uh, hear that? I hear like I hear the sound of a seven four seven flying. It it must be Bruce Dickinson flying, especially to punch you in the face. Stig the head. Um, I, I, I love you doing your Bono bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight, thank God, it's them. You were like holding onto your. Onto I your don't know why I was doing that. Because you're in, just you're in like, it, mate. You're just in felt, it. Just felt right, yeah. That were beautiful. Iron Maiden would be turning in their graves if they were dead. But <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, one of them's dead. The original drummer. Yeah, yeah. And one of them's a zombie. A big seven-foot zombie. Yeah. Ten-foot zombie. <laughs> Take it away, Stig. You can relax now. Xbox creates its first ever official edible controller and a Wonka-inspired <laughs> chocolate console. In partnership with a highly anticipated new Warner Brothers picture film Wonka, Xbox is celebrating the return of the world's greatest confectionaire with a uniquely delectable gaming experience. Starting today, or whenever this story came out, 
Fans we're doing the now... weird, weird, weird World Web first. Yeah, <laughs> enter the official <laughs> Xbox sweepstake to a chance to win the most extravagant and playful Wonka-inspired Xbox prize. So... Would you, if somebody got that for you, would you eat it? The only reason is I somebody got me one of those Harry Potter chocolate frogs, you know, the ones that are really nicely presented in the mm. box and everything, and the chocolate frog's like real, like it's a hefty thing. And I saved it for ages. I didn't want to eat it. I was like, got a chocolate frog. That's fine. It's in my cupboard. And then one sad evening, I <laughs> was feeling depressed and I broke into the chocolate frog and I ate the whole thing and then I cried. Did it jump out and of I... the window? No, no, it didn't have a chance. <laughs> I don't think I could eat a chocolate frog. I always feel weird from, about Apart from that. Freddo. Apart from Talk, Freddo. We talked about that on, uh, on Kenny Potter, didn't Kenny we? Potter. How like, yeah. I don't they look like real frogs, like sentient frogs. It. <laughs> it's it's, it's Do you weird. Do you know them... Um, them in pick and mix, pick and mix back in my day, little spies, ten p mix-ups. Used to get them little white mice. I couldn't eat them because they looked like little white mice. Mm. I couldn't eat them. Couldn't eat them. Like eat the what about the shrimps? Ugh. Shrimps, yes, I could eat them. I like because <laughs> I do eat shrimps. So <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't eat mice. <laughs> That's I could eat a Freddo if they weren't so expensive. No, Freddo's fine because he's got clothes on. He's not real. He's got like a t-shirt on and jeans. Oh, he's demanding but a mortgage anyway, payment. Edible Xbox. So the Xbox sure. Series X isn't edible. It's just the, the controller. The control, just controller, yeah. Oh, they need to oh. bring... Do you know what, though? They missed the trick by not bringing Wonka bars back because they were fucking mint. The crackly ones? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, were I great. As well. but they the, were the, so nice. Did, didn't they just become the um, Cadbury Sensation? No, the Cadbury's yeah. Sensation. Yeah. yeah it's not the something same, like that, weren't they? When they change the name, no. it doesn't taste the same anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I get it. You, you, you can be. A, you're like, why have you done this? Because it was fun. It was a fun experience, wasn't it? A little Wonka bar with a little hat on the top. What does this say here? Xbox okay. wireless control inspired by Wonka cut cut for the film and five additional chocolate truffles, uniquely crafted to complement your Xbox gaming adventures, including. Achievement hunting, delicious chocolate with a boost of energy ingredients, <laughs> which help your long-term gaming focus. A boost of diabetes. <laughs> the button masher, your citrus sidekick, extra kick with an X, and Wonka, <laughs> Wonka for the win. Yeah, is there a Wonka film coming out or something? Uh, uh, yeah, rumor, yeah, rumors have it. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, Timothy Shamalat. Shamalat. Timothy Shamalat. Yeah, Paul Atreides is playing uh, Wonka. <laughs> His official name, Paul Atreides. He's playing Wonka. Oh, it's just going to be a young Wonka. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a Wonka origin story. He, uh, Wonka. No, we all needed. He, Hugh Grant's playing the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, I remember. Yeah, he's in the jar, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I just forgot that that exists. Yeah, I remember. I thought that might have already been out by now. No, no, no. I was always going to be coming out for December. None of them will ever be as good as the original. As scary and as like, I love that Gene Wilder film. I was, I was, yeah, Gene, Gene Wilder got that Wonka is a really creepy, horrible person. That that, that little <laughs> role he does at the beginning with his walking stick when he misses his walking <laughs> stick is fucking incredible. Next. Less said about the Johnny Depp one, the better. <laughs> I've never mm. seen it. This is not Wonka in review. Next. Speaking of Xbox control, uh, consoles, the perfect way to play the Bluey, the video game, is with the Bluey Xbox. Looks awesome. It does look awesome. awesome. It looks great. So adorable. <laughs> it looks fucking incredible. I don't even know what Bluey is. No, I mean, I, it's, a, <laughs> it's a cartoon that's come out basically about two years too late for our children. Well, and when, I were, when I were younger, Bluey were a different thing. It was a film you got from a dodgy ice cream man. <laughs> but I know that parents of young Finish kids swear by it that it's a really good oh, TV yeah, yeah. show. 
Um, it's like yeah. when my kids were little, it was all about them. What was that? What was that one called? Uh, Wiggles, but they, that turned out to be bad, didn't it? Did it? I mind with Ben and Holly. Apparently, <laughs> they liked Ben, ben and Holly. Holly. That was yeah, they like that as well. Yeah, yeah. And Peppa Pig. Oh, fucking Peppa Pig. She's oh. so mean to her dad. Yeah, you don't want you don't want Peppa Pig. She's awful. She's horrible. <clears throat> She's fat but, shames. Um, I mean, Bluey's great. I will happily watch clips of Bluey on TikTok. Like it's really oh, no funny. I'm not wrong with that, mate. Really funny and well put together and well animated. It's a um, fucking great looking console. Yeah, it is. It's just it's just bluey in square form, isn't it? I would have that <laughs> a proud display in my front room, and when I bring people for, for, for dinners and go, look, there's the bluey console. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you were bringing people place. for a dinner party. I'm just the thinking, like, dinner. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think that is the best looking console ever made. Oodles, <laughs> I, I, I want I want you to go on to uh, come down with me, and just when they bring people into your house. You just serving them crisp sandwiches? No, I'd be like, <laughs> um, you'd be, I'd be like, uh, and they'll be like, is the, is the dinner ready? And you'll have this, bing, there the little pot noodles are ready. Let's go. <laughs> and then you've got an Xbox controller for afters. Yeah, there's no way I'm cooking for fucking strangers. Fuck that. I'm ordering a Chinese. Ordering a Chinese. Look at this, what I've made. Order a Chinese. Yeah. Prawn crackers myself. Opens Woo-hoo. up his uh, air fryer. Look at that. Look how good it, look what Whoa. an air fryer can do. <laughs> Yeah, considering oh, yeah, like all that. the official like game consoles that you get that are for you know like official. Uh, you mean things. that ugly Spider-Man one? Yeah, PS Five. Like the, the Starfield one was really nice, but yeah, the, Starfield it was. was. Oh, it was just a cover. It was just a cover for the console. Yeah, but the I remember the Halo one wasn't very nice. Oh, no. I kind of liked the Halo one. Wasn't didn't it just look like a galaxy? No, no, it was no, a, it, it, it no, was it was a camouflage one, wasn't there? Camouflage, it was like military looking. Yeah. When are we going to get a Peggle one? A Peggle console. Don't think so. That's what I want. don't think that's ever happening. I'm holding out. I'm holding out for more Peggle. But yeah, that bluey one, I would have that in a heartbeat, and I have entered the competition to win it. Don't give a fuck. No fucks given. Of course. Uh, next, next up, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth reveals new dynamic difficulty setting where enemy level scales. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth will ship with three difficulty options when it launches next year on the 27th of Feb, 29th of February. Sorry, soon. The first two, easy and normal, are exactly what you expect, and then the new third will be called dynamic, and enemies will scale up to your level. That's cool. Which is good because mm, they did that in Final Fantasy VIII, the original. Yeah, they did. Every time you, every time you killed and you got experience, so did the enemies in the world, yeah. including the bosses. Mm-hmm. I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake, it got, when you got about halfway through it, it got so fucking easy if you'd levelled up properly. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. If you did all the side quests, you just rinse through it. And the climatic ending battle's like, <laughs> yeah, just laughing at it. I'm I up for this dynamic. I, I will launch that game in dynamic games did that, though. Or is they just have enemies that are too hard to defeat because you're not levelled up the, enough? The, uh, no, the, most, most, yeah. most games will have a pre-calculated difficulty curve. So, yes. you know, they'll be doing a lot of testing and so, okay, it'll be level whatever by... T- the average player will be like level whatever by the time they get Between to this Between this point. and that. Yeah. Um, the, a fair few games. I mean, Resident Evil 4 was the first one that kind of did it. That was the first one. Dynamic. It yeah. Because yeah. it, it always it, made it look like you was going to run out of bullets, but you never did. Yeah, it kept it... And it's uh, they kept it in the remake as well and it, it kept it quite yeah. quite good because it keeps you on the precipice of running out of resources. Um yeah but without being frustrating, which is a really elegant system. Really well done. Yeah, it's clever. And if, if, if like me, one of those idiots that hoards everything, I'm breaking boxes and there's nothing in there, just gold. Because yeah. I've got enough resources on the, my character to survive. 
So it's really clever that Resident Evil. Not, not many people do it, but I'm up for this with Final Fantasy. Bring it on. Yeah, I'll probably make play it hard it for me. I will make it so hard. I cry. I need make it. it so. I mean, you're going to Cosmo Canyon in, in in that game. You're going to cry regardless. I'm going to cry regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Next. Next up, Borderland 4 and Tiny Tina's Wonderland 2 have popped up on a LinkedIn profile. A former studio technical director who has previously worked on Lost Boys Interactive on a three-month contract has included references to Borderlands 4 and Tiny Tina's Wonderland 2 on their professional profile. So, I, I mean, that is. I think Borderlands bit- was a given. I think it's no, just Bob basically just... saying um, <clears throat> that these games are in the works. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just, it, makes uh-huh. sense. it makes sense. I mean, Borderlands 3 was, what, 2019? Is that Gearbox that do those? Yeah, yeah. I thought they were having issues, weren't they? Everyone's Gearbox, having issues. Gearbox is always having yeah. issues. Mostly Randy Pitchford, to be fair. but he is like, the He's the issue. He is the issue. He's so <laughs> greasy. Um, I, I I was quite, surpri- quite surprised and quite happy to see like Tiny Tina getting a second game because Tiny Tina's Wonderland was, was really good. Weird. Yeah, I really what enjoyed it. What is that? It's, I, recognize, I recognize the name. It's, it's a spin-off from Borderlands 4. So in Borderlands 4, uh, Borderlands 3, rather, or was it maybe Borderlands 2, Tiny <laughs> Tina is playing a game called Bunkers and Badasses. It's like a D&D ripoff. And you do right. You do a level where she she's like the game master and you go into Dragon Keep and kill a load of shit. You're still shooting though, yeah? No, you're still shooting, yeah. They made, basically span that off into its own game. So um, you have you have like a tabletop overworld, and you kind of go around, and it's all fantasy based. And that sounds good. It is good. It's it's not quite structured oh. the same way a Borderlands game is, but it's it's yeah, it's fun, and there are dice, there are some dice rolls in it, and lots of big guns and fantasy monsters to kill. And tiny like it's quite a lot easier than Borderlands. I think it was aimed at a slightly younger audience. Yeah, Tiny Tina's narrated was, um, all the way through. I just remembered cool. it was DLC to Borderlands 2, I think, the original um, Tiny Tina game. Yeah, Assault on Dragon Keep, yeah. How small is she? She's like 14 years old. She's not like tiny, tiny. tiny. Oh, she's tiny. Not not super tiny. She's not like a dwarf. No, she's just a kid. Not like Thumbelina. Oh, Thumbelina, yeah, there you go. But she's, she, she, oh, cool. she, she's, she's quite taken by and obsessed with explosives and explosions. So, you know, it, it stands to reason that she fits in the Borderlands universe. It's bad parenting, that bad parenting. Doesn't Next. have a parent. Oh, sorry, Tina. Didn't have a parent to teach her all about how not to blow things up. <laughs> That's it. Not her fault. PS5 Twitter integration now offline. Sony said it would be ripping the functionality out of its current-gen systems, but the move was actually made a day later than planned as the PS5's integration with Twitter is no longer online. There isn't an app called Twitter. Not anymore. Doesn't work. Oh. Xbox did it. PS5 have done it. Lots of advertisers got, are doing it. It's right it's what you guys down, are saying this year. It's, it's going. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely not lasting. Twitter uh, X is not lasting. It's not going to last oh, no. unless he just dumps it and then someone else comes along and brings it back to life. You know what I mean? Sprinkles it back. But nah, that, that's this is the death rattle of that site, isn't it? It really is. I, it's all because I mean, I mean, Sad this one, see. the PS5 and, and Xbox have come off it because basically Elon Musk started wanting to charge for the API access. So, so the actual method of connecting the console to uh, yeah. to to the site. So they were just like, "No, nah, we're not paying that. We're not charging our, our My users." My PS Five has never ever been able. Do you know when you you send video captures yeah. or, or picture captures to Twitter, and mine's linked to Twitter. It's never ever appeared on my um on my Twitter feed for some reason. I don't know where it's going. I don't know. Where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> 
sorry, you don't need to anywhere now. You literally I just, just do it on my phone. Up, just, just log yeah. up the PS app and just download it. don't work on the app either for me for some reason. I must have blocked something when I set it up. I must. There'll be something in settings I've not ticked. And for some reason, it don't, they don't even pop up on the PS app or anything. You know how the trophies, you, it saves the picture automatically. Yeah. It's, just, it's never done it for me. Oh, I, I stopped do it, it doing that. I've, I, nothing comes up. It's like I've not um, even played a thing. Oh, you sure you're clicking on the right thing? Because you have to literally, you have to go into Probably a not. certain option to, to see the pictures. And it stuff, is me. So, yeah. <laughs> Probably not clicked on the right thing. Um, next. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck Musk. Anyway, next. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two remastered for PS5, confirmed for 19th of January 2024. Those who already own The Last of Us Part Two on PS4 can upgrade for ten. Pounds or dollars. Uh, PlayStation Network previously leaked the remaster, which features a brand new roguelike, roguelike, light, sorry, survival mode. Yes, not as, like. As well as a bevy of gameplay enhancements. It will feature a new roguelite survival mode called No Return. In this mode, players can choose their own path through a series of randomized encounters with different enemies and locations through the story. Players must fight and survive for as long as they can to reach bosses. As well as also featuring a bunch of extras, lost levels, uh, the ability to play as different characters, and enhanced graphics. I'm up for this mm. for a tenner. I mean, for a tenner, yeah. I'm not going to pay. It's going to. It's going to. It's going to absolutely tide me over before Final Fantasy. It's going to. It's going to be my little January game. That's exactly what I'm going to do. That and then Final Fantasy. I've still not finished Last of Us Two yet. I've got well, three hours I in. To, the first I need time to go around. back. I need to go back and finish my uh, uh, my hardcore. Run me, did me uh, Iron Man run of it. You know, when you once you die, you die forever. Yeah, because I died. I, I died at the second part of that game's story, and it was a nice poetic ending for that character to do with gravity. But <laughs> but, but yeah, did you fall I, off a building? I fell off a building. <laughs> it's quite easy. So it done. wasn't the enemies. I'd survived all these enemies. I'd survived horrible bosses and stuff like that. And then I fell off a crane. You guys know what it is if you know the cranes. Mm-hmm. Fell off a crane and ultimate game over. You saved data wipes. Done. That was that was that character's arc. It's Never quite poetic. You, I need to do it again. You've not played it yet, have you, Gadget? Because I know that you... No, I, I I finished. I got out. Where was it? On, on the on the way to on the way to the hospital. Um, yes. Yeah, that's that's when I gave up. Then it's just it was just too depressing for for twenty twenty. So I'll probably yeah, I'll get this and jump put it back now. It's not depressing. Nothing's depressing. <laughs> the thing is, days. it was too depressing for Gadget because we're all stuck in house. He's got guitars behind him. and He's like playing "Take on Me," looking out of the window like she does <laughs> when she's sat there playing. It was just too much like real life, wasn't it, Gadget? It was a little bit, yeah. yeah. All very apocalyptic when that game came out. <laughs> And, and and yeah, exactly. You look through the window and everyone's like, <laughs> zombies outside. <laughs> I think you should play it. I think you all should play it. You all should play it. I will. I, I do want to play it. it. I won't play it again. Can't be asked. <laughs> oh, God, I don't have time it. to play other games when I've got the, you know, I finished that game. Why don't you, why don't you finish Baldur's Gate? Because I'm playing other games as well. I want to take, if I don't, I don't take, know why you juggle because if I spend a hundred odd hours on one game, I'll just get burnt out never, and never, never go back to it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Spice of life and all that. So, Next. I like to throw in a little bit of Mario Wonder in between Baldur's Gate, you know, because it's a completely different game. Anyway, next. 505 Games' parent company lays off 30% of its workforce, says gamers really want sequels, so 
That's what it's going to make. Yeah. Oh dear. Really? Yeah. Um, the wrong. The wrong. <laughs> more and more layoffs, unfortunately. Um, which is just shit. It's shit. I, I'm sick of it. It's, this is what I've said. I said about two months ago. It's every week. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. week. There must be fucking thousands of people in this industry now jobless. Or they're all secretly they're making really. new studios and bringing us new IPs. That'd be nice. They haven't got. They have all got Hideo Kojima money to start mm. making a new studio. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Promise you they haven't. <laughs> this here digital Just... bro strategy has had to adapt to new and evolving competitive scenarios. Will focus, focus its efforts on moving forward on the release of sequels and new versions of previously successful and established games. With limited number of new larger budget productions, um, and Digital Bros own five or five games, DR Studios, Kunos, um, and then Nesting Games, and a whole host of other comp- studios. Yeah, it's five, five or five were massive, weren't they? No, five or five are kind of still massive because they hold like publishing rights for Control, Death Stranding, games like yeah, that. Yeah, so. big games. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear. Oh dear. I'm fine with sequels, but don't like not don't give us sequels. I just want sequels. I want sequels. New I want new games as well. But mm. speaking of sequels, Dragon's Dogma 2 launches on March 22nd, 2024. <laughs> rapid news. Rapid news. <laughs> following the 18 uh, rating received following the 18 rating received earlier this week in Saudi Arabia, Dra- Dragon's Dogma 2 has been rated by the European equivalent Peggy, the rating is the same as 18, and it comes with warnings of violence in game purchases. With a. <laughs> violence in game purchases. <laughs> it comes with warnings of violence and in game purchases. <laughs> That's why it's been given an 18 because of in game purchases. With a lot of suggestion there'll be some form of microtransactions. Boo! Boo! There wasn't yeah, the last one. It's dated for uh, Friday, March the 22nd, 2024. March 22nd. I don't think I'll have time for it, but I want to play it. I'll play it. I, I enjoy. I enjoy I've the first Dragon's Dogma. Got other stuff on in March. Other games to play in March. The first Dragon's Dogma was a, was a very weird game. I liked its weirdness. I really did. I think a lot of people bounced off it because it was marketed as a little, a little bit Dark Soulsy, and it kind of really wasn't. I had a. I was about to say I had a great couple of months when they because I I got Dark Souls and that in the same couple of months. What a good fucking few months of gaming that was. Oh Just yeah, yeah, de- dark fantasy. Was. Definitely was, but Dragon's Dogma I always thought was closer to like um, uh, Dragon Age than no Dragon Age than anything. Quest wise, yeah, Yeah. absolutely, yeah, and yeah, I suppose there were some funny pawns though, weren't there? When you did the pawn system and some random little creature turned up and it's like, here's Noob Master sixty nine. He's like. goblin thing i like the I mean, it, 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 had some, it had some great ideas it also had one of the worst openings of any game i've ever played like ever it it took ages to get out just get it as soon as you got into the open world it yeah. started making sense but that first like fishing village that you started and the wagon having to follow the wagon for four hours i'm gonna follow the wagon having to fucking stop that thief and it's yeah. working out for ages oh you've got to grab him because you can grab things in this game so, oh, you, you, can, you can play that game for five hours before realizing oh the game hasn't started yeah <laughs> Really, really terrible opening. But once you get past that, it's so good. I bet they've learned from that this time. Especially Fucking if they're going to they go the, the Monster Hunter World route, where do you know where the, the main Monster Hunter World more accessible and yeah, they had really good onboarding. If you, people if people forget how good that onboarding was for Monster Hunter World, it just got it just got you in there. Yeah, same for Rise. And I hope I hope they I hope they do that for this. I really do. 
Plus it'll, be on, plus, it'll be on the RE engine, so it'll look beautiful. Oh, yeah. Think of the food on it. The food. Ooh. Next. The Knights of the Republic remake is reportedly dead. At no! Last... What? <laughs> I was nodding then. <laughs> Giant Bombs' Jeff Grubb has to say on Friday's morning, Friday morning during his uh, Games Mess morning show, I want, to be, I want to clear it up. The game is not being worked on right now. Fuck. Uh, just full stop. The game is not being worked on in any way at any studio. I screamed when me and Gadget streamed that fucking yep, you did. thing. It's one of my top ten games of all time, Kotor. I guess, I guess I'll have to go Fuck back. Sake. I guess I'll have to play the original. <laughs> it's still so good. I play it on my phone because you can get the phone version. Or the Switch version's but, really good. But do you, but, but do you know who the, who the financiers of this game was, Oodles? Is it Embracer Group? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. There you go, then. Okay. <laughs> I was so buzzing for this, and I was like, "Take your time, guys. Take your time." Now it's never coming. Nope. So you can fuck off. It was. It was Done being gaming. It was being worked on by Saber Interactive as well, who were pretty good at doing remakes and ports. I think it's my favourite Bioware game. Absolutely. Uh, back when Bioware were good. Remember when they made games? Remember <laughs> <laughs> when they made good games? Oh God, it's so good. If you've not played Kotor, guys, play the um, the uh, HD version on Switch. It runs fine. It didn't used to run fine. It does now. I've got a copy of Lovely. both on Steam. You can get you you can get a, yeah, I'm said the Steam version, you can up, you can fucking patch it to make it look amazing. You can mod it. I've seen some right mods for that. Yeah, play it. Play it Next. Next up, you can finally fall for Rusty in this Armored Core Six Dating Sim. Upcoming Armored Core Six Dating Sim Armored Core? No, a Moored Core. A Moored Core, yeah. <laughs> Is Moored Core developed not just out of love for the latest from software game and its characters, but for the community that rose up around it. Beth Short was introduced in the Armored Core franchise by her boyfriend, who was who has been an avowed fan of the giant mech video game series throughout their relationship. Both Short and her partner worked in game development, but both of them have got laid off from their jobs. And it's, it sounds so they're making this. Yeah, they they make this. Basically, she 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 was playing the game. Um, Rusty's and, great, and Rusty, Rusty's voice actor Chris Hackney comes in. Um, he plays Dimitri in Fire Emblem Three Houses, and that and that was a very, yeah. I was a very thirsty character for, very for, thirsty for the ladies, character. especially and after his change, his 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 character development midway through. People are the, like, oh, he's got an high patch. Ooh. What 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 I've learned since getting into Armored Core is that the fan base are a collection of degenerates. Um, People want to shag machines as well. Be, yeah, well, not necessarily that, but I go into the like I, I go into like the Armored Core subreddit, and I'm looking at like you know I'm trying to look for like builds and like what's a good thing to like beat this boss and get S rank in this mission. There, it's people doing fucking anime weeb fan art of the fucking <laughs> mech of, of the characters within the mechs falling in love with each Shagging. other. And this game has now come out of it, and it's just like like she's a really good artist, but I'm like no. no it, you it, are it, definitely it's, buying this gadget. You I'm, are 100% buying this. I don't want to buy this. I'm creepy. buying it. It's fucking creepy. I'm going to gift it, yeah. <laughs> Is it as good as uh, Cyberbong or whatever it was? I, I, it Cyberbang? Yeah, I think it's Cyberbang. the same principle. <laughs> Cyberbang was good. That was brilliant. But yeah, Armored yeah. Core 6 dating sim, man. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I played that um, that that gay bear dating sim over month. That was brilliant, that. Fantastic. Have you seen that? Was it Daddy Bear or something like that? Damn. Daddy Bear or something like that. It's just all bear, like gay bears with like Don't really muscle chests. Did you have to do much grinding? Weird. 
there's a lot of grinding. The, the, but there's there's pick, there's Picross in it as well, and I love Picross. So there's, there's, there's gameplay to it. You got you got to see the dongs, the bear dongs, and stuff. <laughs> it's good. It's a good game. Good. What? I'll send it yes, Dick. Isn't this the guy who tells us to not shag aliens in games? I don't shag aliens. But there's no say, shagging in gay bear but, game. There's no shagging in it. Bear cocks, fine. He's, well, They're he's like fucking, man he's, bears. He's man bears, his... not bears. So wholesome then. You fu- you fucked you fucked wholesome. <laughs> bears, I mean gay bears, like hairy men. <laughs> not not <rah>, bears. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, ten out of ten. <laughs> I was on the same page Next. as you, Oodles, just so you know. Yeah, thanks, mate. Pass. Come on, read the room, stick. Wait for your turn next. I did. No, you didn't. Next. Warner Brothers is reportedly now allowing filmmakers of Coyote vs. Acme to shop the movie around um, after Backlash. Uh, so following its shelved footsteps of Batgirl and Scooby on Scoob Holiday Haunt last year, the studios decided to put another film, uh, Coyote vs. Acme, which starred John Cena, on basically what? They, they were going to shelve this film again. It's a live-action animated following Wild E. Coyote, who, after Acme produced products, foil him one or two many times, um, decides to hire a billboard lawyer to sue the Acme Corporation. However... What? Hang on. So this is this is, this is a courtroom drama about Wild E. Coyote, <laughs> yes. and we're not bringing it out? <laughs> However, after filmmakers rebelled, the studio now allowed director David green to shop his live action animation hybrid movie to other potential buyers instead of nice. shopping it for tax write-offs but obviously people are extremely pissed off with warner brothers because again this is the third time they tried to do this keep doing it now don't they yeah on completed films like yeah, it batgirl was funny finished wasn't it batgirl had like some post-production cgi and stuff to do but the but the actual filming of the actors was all done scoob is a complete film it is complete. There's nothing left to do I'm all right not it. seeing that, though. I'm all and right with that. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, people work yeah, on it. Yeah, there are fans. There are fans. And they just shelved it for tax reasons. Like, people spent their time making this film, and then one of them released. Yeah. Nah, I'll just get a tax cut on it. How much do you reckon the rights to distribute that had been produ- and been uh, promoted? Because we could launch Emmy films. <laughs> we could... We could launch the Wiley Coyote versus Kramer or whatever it's called. <laughs> Coyote versus We could Acme. do it. Yeah, we could do it. It'd be great. Could be our first film feature. It's already done. We'll just distribute it. Patrons, vote with your wallets. They're not even putting it on HBO Max, though. I don't get this. Like, It's, it's free just, to put on. <laughs> if you're not going to put it in the cinemas, just put it on your fucking screen, uh, streaming channel. Be- because it, because it, of it is because I think if they're trying to write it off for tax purposes, they can't. Like, they can't put, put, like, it, like, can like, like, yeah. If they put it onto HBO Max, that counts as them just distributing it. So that yeah, means they it's have a to product they have, they have to pay the tax on. Yeah. Do you want to know why it's probably being touted around than the others haven't? Because James, well, James Gunn worked on it as an, and as an executive producer there of it as go. well. He's got power. He's got power, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's head of DC Studios there, so... Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm not doing this unless you bring out Wiley Coyote. Do it. I think probably I'm, up for, more I'm up for that. I think probably more that he's just been around someone's office and stood on their neck and said, fucking do it. Yeah. yeah. 
Also, I'll get John, Dave Batista to come and get you. <laughs> <laughs> he's mates with Dave Batista. Never forget that. Never but forget he's mates with Cena, and Cena's in the film. Exactly. You could have them both. <laughs> Don't want speaking, them two standing on your neck. Speaking of John Cena, Roku announces that it's greenlit a celebrity talk series, What Drives You, hosted by John Cena. Cena's first ever talk show and is one of the executive producers for it too. The eight-episode series is fueled by Cena's passion for cars, conversation, and entertainment. All right, uh, then. Do- I think he's a very charismatic man, and I, I would watch him. Of course he is. You don't get as I, I think he's, big in, the, I think in he's, WWE if you are, do you? <laughs> some do, mate. You know that. I, I, no, I do I'll think watch. he is one of the most charismatic wrestlers we've had. Like, he's up there with The Rock and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, in each episode, he'll he'll hitch a ride with a new guest for an in-depth interview and curiosity-fueled excursion as they discuss a wide variety of both laugh-out-loud and deeply personal topics. I'm up for it. Bring it on. Imagine if John Cena's program becomes bigger than Top Gear. As, as long as he doesn't... <laughs> I, I don't want it to come across as fake, because John Cena can come across quite fake every now and yeah. again. He can ham it up, can't he? Mm. It also it also just sounds a bit like comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh yeah, which was good. That was Letterman, wasn't it? No, Seinfeld. No, no, no that was Seinfeld. Not, that was um, Seinfeld. That one wasn't it? Carpool karaoke. Yeah, as long as it's not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I've it never too. watched that. I've never if watched. Do you that. want to know the worst thing about that? Is that he mm. doesn't drive yet? He acts yeah, Gadget like told he does. me once. He showed yeah, me a picture. Where he, he's on he, a truck. He looks like he's there. There doing all the signals. Moving the 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 steering wheel and everything, so in cats. But he's pulled by a truck in front of him. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably an insurance That's thing. So weird. Yeah, but That's it's such just... a weird premise for a show. Who the fuck would want to watch him singing? Fuck, he's wrong with people. <laughs> Do you remember when he, he when they were promoting? I think was it Cats, and they just like did like a flash mob at a no, traffic it was, signal. Um, it was that weird that weird Cinderella movie musical into they... the woods. No, no, no. He, was, he was basically jumping around as a mouse, he was like a mouse onesie on the traffic, traffic in the middle stops. of the street. Yeah, <laughs> what's he doing now? That guy, what's um, his name? Corden. No, what's he nothing, doing? No, nothing at the minute because the late late show finished. He's been re- he's been replaced. Good. Yeah, he's, he's finished his <laughs> by a woman stint. What? Not my late late show. <laughs> Fucking shite! All of it shite. Hollywood shite. Next. <laughs> um, Taika Waititi says his Star Wars movie is going to piss people off. It will be... <laughs> what, like his last four movies? Dramatic pause, a Taika Waititi film. <laughs> I mean, we got plenty okay. pissed off with Thor Love and Thunder, so let's see where he takes it. <laughs> but his mm. he's, he's hit and miss ratio is Getting a lot worse. more... No, but his hits are better. worse than his miss. Yeah. He's only got a few misses out of, uh, his, out of his repertoire. I mean, one. I'm I'm I'm, I'm open minded to it. One bad film out of all these yeah. films, it's fine. Yes, yeah. pretty and good. He, he's already said he's not going to be involved in Thor five. I just don't think his heart was in Thor four at all. I just don't think no. he cared that much. No, he did it for the money. No, I don't think. Well, again, pays for houses, doesn't it? People have got mortgages. Yeah. But his episodes of The Mandalorian were actually really good. And don't forget, he still produces what we do in the shadows, which is in my opinion, pumping on all cylinders. Firing mm-hmm. on all cylinders. It's really good. Speaking of The Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal will not be, re- not be returning to film Mandalorian Season 4. News comes amidst the recent conclusion of the SAG After Strike, which has significant impact on the production schedules of several Star Wars projects. 
So he's not going to be in it? No, he is going to voice Mando. He, yeah, he, did, that, he did half of that last season, didn't he? He did I was most, say that's... like, ADR, didn't he? Like, much well, what do. the dialogue in Mandalorian was always dubbed because you can't get a microphone. Because you can't hear anyone in a mask. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but for season three, he was only there for half the time because he was filming Last of Us at the same time. He doesn't need to be there, though. He never takes his fucking helmet off. No. No, he did in season one. And season then one, the, yeah. But then mm-hmm. it's like, you're not allowed to do it anymore. Yeah, because he went in the waters and stuff, didn't he? But technically, spoilers, he can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was good last season. I liked it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Pedro Pascal. Always. Reportedly in talks to play Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. What? 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 Daddy? What? Um, <laughs> I what? don't think this is good casting. I don't. I but don't. He's, our, he's, he's, he's playing Moon Knight. No, he's not. That's... Oh Oscar no, that's thingy in it. That's Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Shit, Pedro. I like. I really like Pedro Pascal. I just don't think he's. No, he could, man. He'd be good. He'd be good. He's forty-eight. By the time we get to like the end of Reed his... Richards is old. No, he's not. Reed Richards middle-aged. They they need to get someone between thirty-five and forty. No, we can have an older Fantastic Four. Fantastic Forty. We don't want Jamie Bell turning back the up, only, do we? The only thing that I. <laughs> Could see it was actually Miles Teller. Ooh. Was it? Yeah, Jamie Bell was. No, Jamie uh, Bell was the thing, wasn't ben it? Grimm, I'm yeah. saying. Um, but I want all these people turning up. The, the only thing I could see that would be good about it is because he's a bit older, he's got more of that father and authority figure in him. You can't remember. Reed so Richards has got grey hair. He could. I think that's one of the problems with the MCU at the moment is there isn't a leader. No, because there's no Tony Stark. There's no, no Captain um, Steve, America. Yeah, Captain America. Like, yeah, like the leaders have seemed to have gone. Like Doctor Strange is kind of like that, but I just Nick don't... Fury is whatever the fuck he is lately. After that last show we were in, <laughs> yeah. So I can see why they may have gone with an older one. I just I don't know. I just don't see it. Smartest man in the universe could be Pedro Pascal. Could be. I mean, I mean, I mean, ultimately, if they cast him, that's going to be bums on seats. He's great looking. It's <laughs> great looking. Watch it, yeah, but yeah, but also given the way Hollywood does things, watch him get pa- paired with a twenty-seven-year-old Sue Storm. Yeah, not Jessica Alba. She's back, but she's not twenty-seven <laughs> anymore. <laughs> She'd be able to do it now, wouldn't she? As an older Sue Storm. So the the person who's been touted as Johnny Storm. Ooh. is a lad from Stranger Things season four. I forgot his name. The guy with the mullet. Yes, he'd be perfect. The rocker. What's he? What's yeah. he? Eddie Munson. Eddie, Eddie Munson. Yeah. yeah, the guy who plays yeah. Eddie. He'd be perfect. I cannot remember perfect. his he's, name. He's got that Sorry. energy. He's got that. Kind of, he's an English guy, isn't he? Joseph Quinn. That's it. Yeah, he'd be perfect. He's got the energy for it. Like you need that high. Woo! Totally awesome. Human Torch, baby. You need all that. But who's gonna play Ben Grimm? CGI. It's always a tricky one. Michael Chiklis, I'm telling you right now, get him back. He was, he was, he was inspired in the original two films. He was great. <laughs> Casting in those films wasn't an issue. No, no. When he, he sticks he, his tongue out and it's made of rocks, my tongue's made of rocks. <laughs> he, he, oh, he, he successfully delivered the, be, the best form of its clobbering time I'd heard in a long time. Absolutely. Get him back. Get him back. 
It's Ring very good. He could, he, he could voice a, CG, a CGI. Ben God, he could. It was fantastic. People write that film off. The second one, write second it one off. Needs, second one needs writing <laughs> off because, you know, Galactus First is a one's cloud. fine. <laughs> See, this First is the other, the other rumour floating around that Galactus will be the bad guy, which I do not like. Just why jump straight to Galactus? <laughs> straight to that. Like, what, a, if, what a waste. <laughs> and if they wasted Galactus, if they do the film and it's Galactus and they manage to stop him advancing but don't kill him or stop him yeah fine don't forget don't forget stig there is a celestial hanging out of antarctica (laughs) we'll never speak of that again (laughs) we wasted the celestials on a film that nobody liked (laughs) i heard rumors that that will be the big fighting point for captain america and yeah makes sense thunderbolts yeah, because people are fighting arguing over resources, resources and the minerals and the shit that comes off that. Yeah, so ten films later, we will acknowledge that the that the Earth is on a different <laughs> axis. See, well, this is the problem, right? This is what I was listening to a podcast this week, and they said the, one of the biggest problems is that nothing's being kept in people's fourth minds. <laughs> it's we're just going from one film to the next film to the next film. Whereas yeah. in Phase Three between Age of Ultron and and, and Infinity War, it's all current, linked characters all kind of cropped up even if it was small parts even dr strange had a small bit in ragnarok to remind you here's dr strange everything was kind of linked things were kept at the forefront like you you were reminded this is going on even if it wasn't the main story yeah none of that's really happening with mc right now and it just feels so disjointed shang chi like there isn't even a shang chi 2 announced where's he coming up the the end credits for that film was shang chi 2 has been announced yeah i'm sure it it has yeah but there isn't actually any, a release date or anything. There's nothing like yeah, yeah. Just it's coming because out. Daniel De- Daniel Destin Daniel Cretton he's left the direction of the Kang Dynasty to focus on Shang Chi too. Yeah. But when is Shang Chi two? Like, is it going to uh-huh. like the yeah. end of that film leaves you with this link up with Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel and all these other things going on, and you're like. Shrugged. Could it, could it like, be that possibly fuck. the people at Marvel have no idea what they're doing with it? Yes. They don't. Next year, there's not even a Marvel film out. They've literally pushed everything Good. back. Apart from Deadpool <laughs> 3, which I don't even think is going to be... That'll just be jokingly M- in the MCU, won't it? Yeah. It, I can see M- Deadpool 3 being its own film, and then right at the end, he'll just teleport into the MCU. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like Venom. What, yeah, it won't even be... It. Yeah, exactly, like Venom did, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, exactly it's... the world there. Yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, that was that. That was the Marvel chat over. Yeah. Next, we could uh, go all Bio- day, Stig. Yeah, we could do. Bioshock movie director promises Netflix live action adaptation will have some new twists, which will surprise fans. Oh no, that makes me worried. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I we don't thought. Don't need any new ones. That. It's fine. No <laughs> twists. Apart from the one no. that's in there. No, there is yeah. no twist. Yeah. There is no twist in that. Oh. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's good. He tells us um, about how development is going yeah. in the upcoming Bioshock film. I have a really good <laughs> script. I mean, you've got the fucking the game. game. Oh, the, book the game has well. enough lore just to do that. Just to get the atmosphere right and the way it looks. That's one. Mm really important but we could aspect. do you could, you could have a really good action run like 20,000 leagues under the sea style thing you know what I mean like quarter main style you know what I mean that kind of here's old the... classic steampunk fucking craziness. I know but here's the problem 
He says it's known for its twists and turns. Lawrence also promises that he's going to keep things fresh for diehard fans of the original. Now, I'd argue that the one thing that made The Last of Us so successful was, bar that episode three, everything was pretty much as it was. Yeah. And people liked it for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and, it told the same story effectively in a different medium. Yeah. Fans yes. tend to not like it when you go off script and produce something because you think, oh, this will work well, and then it doesn't. And then they miss out all the good stuff. I agree. Mm. It's a tough one, isn't it? What to do? <laughs> what do you? you know, I, I, I mean, wouldn't I would, do, want that job. Don't adapt video games? Ah, yeah. you mean do original ideas? Original ideas? <laughs> especially considering this Bioshock movie has been touted since fucking 2008. Mm. Like it was originally, oh, what the fuck was his name? The, the, uh, Gore Verbinski was doing it at first. Gore, Gore Verbinski, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember this film being announced before I'd even... Cons- I think I pretty wasn't the third one out by that time. No, I'm saying it got announced like the year, originally announced the year after the first game came out. Oh, the first get really? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. It was because it was such a massive hit, and you know what? Two K like they don't want to waste any time remonetizing something. No, of course not. So um, yeah, it was um, wow. Gorvabinsky took it on, um, but then that would have been that would have been surreal. He ended. I think he ended up dropping out of it because he decided to carry on making Pirates of the Caribbean. Movies. Pirates, yeah. Um, and then it's been through mm. like three or four of the directors and writers over the years. It was a Netflix so the, series at one point as well, wasn't it? Yeah, they've made it now to a movie. Who directed Waterworld? <laughs> Kevin it Costner, wasn't it? His passion project. So the, yeah. the writer of <laughs> Give it this, to him. <laughs> the writer of this is the person who wrote Blade Runner 2049. Okay, I'm that's all right. slightly encouraged. That's a good thing. Great, great. The sequel. director is the guy Uwe who... Boll directed the Hunger Games films, I Am Legend, Constantine. So he's got an eye for spectacle, if not piercing. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I don't know. We, will, we sh- shall see. Yeah, but it doesn't look bad. No, it does not look bad. It does not look bad at all. Like I said, that's one challenge of this film. You've got to make it look good. I'd give it to Ridley Scott, me. Speaking of Ridley Scott. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ridley Scott on historians having criticism about Napoleon. Oh, God. When I have issues with historians, I ask, excuse me, mate, were you there? No. Well, shut the fuck up then. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> angry old man telling everyone to shut the fuck up. The last He's been angry five for years, a long time. He has not given a fuck. Anyone has he any problems, critics. he just says, fuck off. No, he, hates- <laughs> fuck off. he doesn't just hate critics, he hates people. Mm. Apparently it's a good film now. Yeah, very good things. It has started to drop. The more people That's start it. to watch it, yeah. It did start with some glowing reviews, didn't it? Yeah, and I, I love Napoleon. I love, I love that 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 time in French history. Not I'll watch it. When you I'll think watch about it, but it. I don't think I'm going to go to the cinema to see it. Uh, it's gone. It's gone down to sixty six percent on the on the tomato meter. Yeah, he originally wanted it as four hours, didn't he? He had to cut it to two and a half. Yes, two hours thirty eight. So that means he will release a four hour cut in a few years time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, far just Blue watch Raiders. the 1927 film that's like six hours long and yeah, silent it <laughs> yeah dialogue great dialogue five and a half hours long that film is <laughs> meant to be really good actually um but yeah but he, he went to the cinema to see that he's um when it came out <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know he's just annoying these days isn't he 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next. Uh, onto music. Sunflower from Into the Spider-Verse has become the fourth track to ever reach three billion streams on Spotify. Which is that song? Sing it to me. Give me a song. Give me a sing. Give me some post, lyrics. Post Malone track off Sunflower. Sing it. Uh, off Spider-Verse. <laughs> what does no. it sound like? Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You I'm want to do it. it. I've already sung tonight. <laughs> you only get me once. Oh, it's on the tip it's of your a, tongue. I saw it. It's a good track. I like it. Maybe Gadget will put it at the end of this episode and I will listen to it. Probably not. It's Post Malone. I don't like Post Malone. I, yeah, but I that's a good song. really what Post Malone is. I, I know like it's that guy with the tattoo myself. face, isn't it? Yeah, tattoo it's more boy. of a... It, card collector. It's more of a... It's not a ballad, but it's not like a rapper or anything heavy. It's quite... Fits with a Spider-Verse film. It's really not well. as good as Chad Kroger's hero, is it? Nothing is. No, nothing is. <laughs> that I will put at the end of this episode. <laughs> I'm so I high. Being... I'll sing that one. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. Someone oh, edited that into the end of Nowhere Home and it works really it does, well. It yeah. does, it? When he's swinging at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. We've Chad, you've done it again. Deceive us. Not gonna stand oh, the most way. defiant man in rock history is Chad Kroger. <laughs> with the worst yeah. hair. He's defiant with the worst hair. Uh, on to sports. Uh, Kurt Angle has revealed that a movie about his life story has been made and we'll probably start filming next year. Bang into that. Yep. Uh, that man has been through a lot. So if it's warts and all, it could be a really good film. Yeah, if yeah. It, I hope it is. He's very open about his... <laughs> issues and his drug and alcohol yeah. abuse and addiction and if it's you know like he's done he, a lot though he's a, he's a, he's a very accomplished well, athlete he won well, Olympic gold medal Olympics yeah with a, with a broken freaking neck wasn't it like a Greco wrestling or something then something yeah, like that yeah so it? it's a uh, but he had he broke real his wrestling neck. as they call it <laughs> yeah it is real wrestling he broke his yeah. neck and basically just said like shoot me up with painkillers to get me through yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and he gold. did and, w- and won the gold medal and then obviously he had his stint with WWE and had yeah. and then kind of left like there it. when he was having issues with um abuse uh, uh, substance abuse mm. then he went to TNA for a bit um where he kind of was in and out of abuse and the system and whatnot, and then he's got himself clean. Good. I'll watch that. I like. I, I, I always liked Kurt Angle. It was never my yeah. favourite, but I always liked him. Oh, he was so good. Mm. Mm. Cool. Next. Uh, that's it. So, um, we the one to the weird world web. Uh, Biggie did put one in here about Nestle, Axe and Caramax after 64 years. I wasn't that Fine bothered that. about that. Yeah, whatever. Anyone, anyone a Caramac fan? I was when I was a kid, really. but I, I, I had one I'm a couple of years I'm not a fan. I just find them really sickly. Yeah, I haven't even had one in ages. I, I wanted... think that's why Caramacs were so thin, because you couldn't eat a thicken. Yeah, no. I used to really like them as a kid, but then <laughs> I had one a couple of years ago, and I think my t- my tongue is entirely changed. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. literally just sugar the bar, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just got mm. weird. It's got like a condensed milk taste to it, doesn't it? Yeah. That's it, condensed milk, powdery milk. The feel of Ugh. it as well. It's a bit yeah. like claggy. I just yeah. I never, Look, I never when, when they've destroyed my dark bounties, anything can fuck off. <laughs> now that Best that is a week. story. Fuck off you. That is a story <laughs> talking about how dare you? How, how dare, dare you? How dare get rid of you <laughs> dark bounties. Oh, they were my favourites. They're so there's still good. someone there's still someone on Amazon, but the price hiked them. Oh no. I they're only gonna to last for a year. 
I tried to buy a box of 25 from this website and all of a sudden they just took the ability to buy them off the website. And I was like, oh, I wonder why. I haven't checked now, but I reckon, I reckon the price has probably shot up. Thing is, the last ones that have been produced now, they're going to perish within the year and it's going to be so sad. You're never going to see them again. I hope that Aldi and Lidl do. Bring their own out. Bring that because they've got their own rip off. They could bounties. call it a booty, a booty bar. <laughs> well, they do their own rip off bounties, but I hope I they do. They like, do. I hope they do the dark ones. Ooh, oh, I'll be all over that. Fucking hell, bounty dark duo pack of yeah. twenty four of them on um, yeah. Amazon, thirty two pound. This is what I'm yeah, saying. They, they were fourteen <laughs> pounds before the announcement. Yeah, they were like a ten, <laughs> ten to fifteen quid. Whereas conversely, uh, bounty milk duo, yeah, twenty four no, bars, months. seven pound eighty. With eight there you go. <laughs> with a four pound delivery. <laughs> Someone told that I was watching a guy on TikTok saying, "If you really miss the dark bounties, just get an old bounty, nibble the chocolate off, and put a Bonville on top." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. I might, I might, uh, might ask Santa to get me a box of uh, bounties. Yes, <laughs> mate. I'm coming over for a bounty party. <laughs> and we can have pina coladas and stuff, and just, just oh, it's going to be amazing. And drink lilt. It's going to be totally yeah, tropical. Not fantatropical. Lilt. Yeah. Also, Lilt. Also, also, when you search for Dark Bounty on on Amazon, you, you get Mummy Born. Um, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. An audiobook called Their Bounty, Four Mercenaries. And it's got like a naked kind of Geralty looking guy on the front of it, then some some topless army. Can't get looks interested. <laughs> you put a link Send in me chat. the link later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actual Weird World Web. Weird World I can't web. say it. Weird World Wide Web. Weird World Wide Web. WWW. Uh, plane is forced to return to airport after horse escapes on board. <laughs> what? I've had it with these motherfucking horses <laughs> on this <laughs> motherfucking plane. <laughs> a plane was forced to return to an airport shortly after taking off when a horse got loose on board. Around half an hour after leaving New York City on its way to Belgium, the Boeing 747 cargo plane contacted air traffic control to inform them of the escape. <laughs> of loose. Yes, sir, we are a cargo plane, a pilot can be heard saying in an air traffic control recording. We have a live animal, a horse, on board the aeroplane, <laughs> and the horse has managed to escape its stall. We are... And it's killing everyone. <laughs> we don't have a problem as of flighting-wise, but we need to return to New York City because we cannot secure, cannot get the horse back secure. <laughs> Horse was having none of it. Horse was having none of it. In-flight meal, just it, it was the wrong kind of hair. Yeah. What if the horse was just sat there reading a paper with some glasses on, like, I haven't done anything wrong. Got <laughs> <laughs> a little sleeping mask on. Yeah. The worst thing here as well is they're saying that they had to dump 20 tonnes of fuel to ensure that the aircraft was not above the safety weight for yeah, landing. for landing. Yeah. Fucking horses, man. They are terrible people. Yeah. No, you can't trust a horse. Horse would just as soon kill you as let you ride it. This is why Geordies are our protection against them. They'll, exactly. they'll always be our saviors. Yeah, breaking them down one by one. <laughs> Upon landing, a control tower worker asked the pilot if they required assistance. On the ground, negative. On the ramp, yes, he replied. We have a horse <laughs> in dot 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 difficulty. <laughs> I can't wait for Hollywood film horse on a plane. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, cocaine horse cocaine horse no that is worse than a cocaine bear that is, that's got to be worse cocaine horse on a on a plane that's it there you go mixing all the genres yeah. together you heard it here first I'd watch excellent. it excellent 
Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Fantastically, you did the news with a plum. Well done. Proud of you. Pat Thanks, on the Dad. back. It's all right. So let's get on with the next. I'll start because I've done a bit. Um, I've been playing Remnant 2, The Awakened King. However, one of our kindly listeners has revealed it a lot better than I have, so I'm going to save it for that <laughs> in Fair the enough. feedback. He's done it a lot better than I have. <laughs> so there's absolutely no point in me going into Listen to the feedback later for a better review of The Awakened King. <laughs> it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. Play Remnant 2, idiots. Play it. However, it's music time. Ooh. I've been to a gig this week. Oh, I, gig. Thought gonna, I thought you were going to uh, review Andre 3000's album. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's like, Andre 3000's coming back with a new album. I was like, oh, and it's like, yeah, it's, no, love it's Outcast. A, a jazz flute um, album. <laughs> Odyssey. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there's a 17 minute song of flute solos. <laughs> it's a, like and a, it's, not a, it's not a flute like a little ocarina or a nice Irish flute or all that. It's a big, like, Cock flute. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. The, 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 man the, the fucking needs track, help. The track titles are incredible. Track one is called I Swear I Really Wanted to Make a Rap Album, but this is literally the way the wind blew me this time. Yeah, and every song's got a really horrible name. <laughs> uh, track three is That Night in Hawaii When I Turned Into a Panther and Started Making These Low Register Purring Tones That I Couldn't Control. Shit was wild. <laughs> I mean, we need help. That. This is his call for... I'm not reviewing Andre 3000's <laughs> flute album. I'm reviewing another album. I've just um, looked at so, this... Uh, sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt. I've just seen the fucking cock flute. My God. Flute? It's Jesus awful, isn't it? Jesus Christ. I've never seen a flute like it. <laughs> it sounds horrible as well. Not even a nice sounding instrument. Oh, my God. I'm Back flabbergasted. sound better than that. Sorry, continue. Ugh, awful, awful. Andre, stop it. Someone slap him. Anyway, yes, um, I went to a gig um, this week. And it's, do you know when you go to those local music venues and you, you sometimes discover a really fucking a fine act that really like blows you away, and you you only usually get them in those really like um, them smaller venues where you you can almost smell the band. Yeah, so th- those those are the ones I like. And it was a band called TV Face. You probably not heard of them. They're not huge. I mean, they have been featured on radio a few times. They do have Spotify and stuff, and they've just dropped the new album. Um, now, I'll read what uh, Louder Than War uh, reviewed them, uh, explained them. So uh, that, that's an outlet, by the way. They, they put um, TV Faces, new out. Um, it's just absolutely fantastic. It's music that smashes against walls and floors and ceilings and changes shape on each ecstatic, erratic, elastic bounce, an explosive, serrated slice of jagged, schizoid noise pop. So, the best way I can describe this... Remember when Block Party used to be good? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that again. Oh. But it's a bit more prog. Prog Block Party. Like, it's very... um, Like, to me, it's like, it oozes, like, musical energy. And they've got, like, a deliciously left-wing edge with the lyrics. And I love a bit of that. I love a bit of that. Like, fuck the Tories all the way through it. Sorry about that, Stig. Politics, I know. But that's right. what they said. I didn't say it. Paraphrasing. <laughs> And again, like a mix between block party, and it's like it's like this new wave of like post punk aggression. A lot of bands are doing it now. A lot of bands are like shouting lyrics. You know what I mean? It's, you see it a lot lately. It's got a vibe of Baroness about it. Like that. It's kind of like yeah, that kind of stonery doom rock sound, but just amped yes. up a little bit. 
Yeah, and it's I've the literally, trio. I've just literally just listened to a clip of Black Bag, so. Yeah, oh, so good. And their, their, their new album is just, it's absolutely, it's called Tide of Man, uh, Tide of Men, by the way. And it's proper hard, and it's 10 songs, and it's a half-hour album, and it just fucking punches you, punches you, punches you all the way through. And then you look into the lyrics and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know, it's really, and I, I love this, like, indie punk stuff, me. I really do. It's it's like aggressive indie, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's hard to describe, but uh, again, quite politically charged. And they're from Lanca- Lancaster, which nobody's perfect. But <laughs> it's, they, they're just, a, and I, I got to see them. A gig cost me a fiver. Pro- points for that. Love a five-pound gig. Yeah. Love that. Big fans of that. And I don't know, it's just, they'd be really good on, a, on like a, a second stage Leeds Fest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, mid-afternoon, everyone's had a few strongbow dark fruits, and it's like, yeah, that's fucking riot. I just, I just really think we're at a time now, politically and in his own minds, that it's nice to get some aggression out musically. That's not just deathcore, because it's yeah. not, it's not that. It's not a metal, but they are not a metal band or anything like that. And I don't no, know. There's, there's an edge to them, and I really like it. And I want people to get into. It. They're called TV faces in television face, TV face. They are. Fucking extraordinary! And I've been obsessed with this this album all week, and it, again, it's not even in my comfort zone of of music and genre. But I, I was gonna say it's a bit si- adore them. It's a bit simple for your style of music. You, you usually yeah, like a lot more mate. complex. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just hitting me when I need it, but to be hit, you know, when you're angry at the current climate in this country, and you put this on, you go, "Yes, I'm not alone." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just really good. If if you're into Really strange guitar riffs, yes. really, um, really proggy solos. Yes, and the, you should have seen his guitar. I don't know what it was, gadget. It looked like a fucking Frankencaster. Or I don't know what it was. Uh, it was just a beautiful thing. <laughs> let's have a look for some pictures. It was, it was absolutely stunning. Oh, it he's like a mix. He's using a um, uh, ah, fucking uh, Fender Jaguar. Oh, is that what it is? It looked all it looked all wild and stuff, and he had more pedals than you've got. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just, oh, it, just, it was so good. And the bassist, she's just there having a blast, and drummers having a really good time. It's just three of them. It's, I think they're fantastic. And I want everyone else to start getting obsessed with them because they need to be bigger. They could, they, they, they could, they could proper destroy a festival circuit if they wanted to. And I just, I just absolutely love them. It's good to be into something a little bit different for me. Branching out next week, Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my. I would have. I would have spoke more about Remnant too, but someone better than me did that. And he's going to be the new host next week as well. I'm joking. He's not. I'm a great host. Gadget, what you been up to? Uh, I've got three very brief ones for you. So first off, um, last night I started Lies of P while I was in a drunken state. And yes. so it's not a porno, guys. It's not a porno. It's not a porno. Um, it is a Souls-like action role-playing video game developed by a Korean studio called NeoWiz, huh? um, which you play a dark gothic version of Pinocchio. Fucking shit up. Nice. Um, Punk talked about it a couple of weeks ago when he was on, so I don't have much more to add to it. But I remember playing it when the demo came out earlier this year, and I didn't Same click with it. A demo. I didn't click with it because I didn't like the way the character moved, and it did a lot it's of a stuff. Puppet. Well. It's not his fault. It's a puppet. Um, <laughs> Brian Connolly reference. Yeah, Brian Connolly reference. We're up to date here, lads. 
Um, Jesus Christ. Plansy will be rubbing his, ankle, his fucking legs now, going, yes! Brian Connolly! Be buzzing. Um, it's, they've made some changes to it um, since the demo coming out. It's clicked with us this time. It, Ooh, nice. So, Oodles, this is how I'm going to describe it to you. Well, this is the thing, before you go on, I was waiting for you to play this before I buy it. Okay. Because you know what I'd like. It is it it is the it is the red-headed bastard stepchild of Bloodborne and Sekiro. Oh talk more, Daddy. So it's got it's got that Bloodborne Gothic architecture and everything's at night and everything's really fucking dark and kind of creepy. The combat is fast, Stay but it's away. not as it's not as fast as Bloodborne. No, nothing is. No. Um <laughs> but you don't have a gun, you don't have a shield. You are uh, there is a huge focus on perfect parries. Because when when you when you get a boss down to a certain level of health, the health bar starts glowing, and that allows you to do a visceral. But but you have to you have to land a charged hit to land the visceral, so it doesn't stun them. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the best way that you can get into that position is perfect parry them, which that does stagger them, and that's how when you yes. get in for the visceral attack. Okay. Big chunker elf gone. Yeah. Uh, also, that the, there is kind of the trick weapon thing in that you can. Um, you have you have kind of some special moves that you can put out, but also all your weapons are ultimately customizable because they come in two parts. They come in blade and handle, so you can swap like a handle which has some some stats with a different blade and vice versa. So you get like kind of infinite customization with your weapons. Uh, in fact, the only thing that that it's missing that um that I keep expecting when I'm fighting enemies is is that is, is those barks of it's all your fault. Stay away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have any. Doesn't oh. have any of the Bloodborne voice lines, which is a shame. But so. it's um. No, so is it based on on the fairy tale? I know Paul no. mentioned stuff like that, didn't it? No, it's loosely based on the original novel, The Adventures of Pinocchio by oh, Car- Carlo Collodi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, but yeah, I mean that book's from like the seventeen. Yeah, or something. no, eight, it's like uh, Renaissance in it. No, eighteen eighty three that came out. So yeah, so yeah, kind of pre not... slight, slightly Victorian style, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you have you have Gemini Cricket with you. You have a f- kind of fairy godmother. Um, is there a whale called Monstro in it? I haven't got that far yet, but Geppetto is in but there. there probably it, will be. Currently, look- Do you smoke cigars and turn into a donkey? Uh, yeah, they've got to. <laughs> there, is a, there is a donkey mask in the game <laughs> to wear. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but the, 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 hmm. the title lies of P also comes to the fact that there is a... Um, a kind of almost karma system, which kind of feeds, I assume, feeds towards the ending of the game. Basically, again, remembering Bloodborne noodles, you would find those people behind the windows, and they would give you like a task to do or something like that. Oh, yeah, you tell them where to go and stuff like that. Yeah, or they'll like give you hints as to what's going. On. Well, these these ones like people are asking you something, and you have the option to lie or tell the truth. Does his nose get bigger? It's not that his nose gets bigger, but the more he lies, the more human he becomes because puppets can't That's a lie. Good thing. <laughs> but that has effects on the gameplay. So, and I'm not going to tell you what they are because I haven't really encountered no, them properly. But, um, but yeah, the only thing I don't like about it is that there is they still have the the weapon degradation system is really quick. You have a grinder on your your kind of robot arm, and you can like regrind your sword. But mm-hmm. like in in a, is that free to do? It's free to do constant, but it, it means you you but time you, consuming in battle, time consuming, and you slow walk when you do it. So. Like some of like the some of like the larger bosses that I've fought, like the really big lads that need that need a lot of killing, 
I've had to like redo my redo my weapon in the middle of the fight. That's why Elden Ring's so good because it gets no a bit hairy. Degradation. <laughs> so fucking good for that. But yeah, okay. yeah, Oodles, you, you'll you'll really enjoy Liza P. I've seen it at forty quid. Uh, it, it'd be worth it. Quid. Apparently, it's quite long as well. Apparently, it's longer than Bloodborne. Well, it's my twenty ninth birthday in two days, so I might I might buy it myself. Just buy it like that candy for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I might buy it myself, it's yeah. the knowing smile. <laughs> Twenty nine again. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm I'm glad it's now clicked with me. I'm going to play more, and I'll I'll, I'll give a more detailed review when I've beaten it. Um, I, I, a few people in our community have been saying it's good, haven't they? Yeah. And punks punk liked it, didn't he? Yeah, punk they really said, liked it. Didn't he say he got he he, he angrily finished the game because of one of the bosses or something? Aggressively yeah, I, finished I, yeah, it. Yeah, I, I th- I aggressively I completed it. <laughs> yeah, he said he said he basically worked out the last hour kind of let the game down for him. Um, I, I, but mo- to mo- be fair, mate, some some from software last hours let the side down. Yeah, I think I think the criticism of the last hour is that you basically get a boss rush of really tough bosses, like unnecessarily tough bosses. Remember the last hour of Elden Ring, Gadget? Oh, yeah, that yeah. time we shared together. <laughs> last boss was shite. Uh, moving on. Um, again, one that's already been discussed on here, so I'll just want to go over it briefly. I've been finally watching The Bear on Disney+. Plus. It's great. It's so fucking good. It is. So it's a comedy drama series created by Christopher Storer based around um, a young chef whose brother commits suicide. And in his will, leaves him his failing restaurant called Beef of Chicagoland. And he is a Michelin-starred chef, and he has to then try and drag the place into some form of respectability, piecing together all of his kind of dead brother's issues and the debts and where the money's gone and all the failings of the place, and trying to bring it up to some level of functioning restaurant. And he's a cocky little shit. And he's a cocky little shit because he's a Michelin-starred chef. (laughs) Exactly, um, as you would be. Yeah, starring uh, the main character is played by Jeremy Allen White, who I think was originally in Shameless, the US version of Shameless. Uh, he's, get, he's getting big. He's this is this is really oh yeah getting him going. This he's, he's going to be big. It is possibly one of the most uncomfortable shows I've ever watched. <laughs> it is so tense throughout. Uh, Jeremy Allen White is incredible as as a Carmi Carmen Berzato, which is a weird name, uh, but Carmi is referred to as. Uh, he is, he plays st- stressed out unbelievably well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he struggles with uh, his own issues, then struggling with the grief of his uh, brother, and then dealing with this restaurant that he never really wanted, um, but can't understand how it's running and all that kind of thing. Um, there is a scene, actually, actually the seventh episode of the series is all done in real time, and it is one of the tensest, most uncomfortable and awkward episodes of anything I've ever watched. It's so good. Like People people say, like, oh, Boiling Point is bad to watch. Now nah, this is fucking worse than Boiling Point. And that's just one film, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then in the last episode of season one, there is this incredible sequence. I'm not going to spoil what it, kind of what it's about, but it's basically, it's uh, Kami giving a monologue to camera. And it's quite long for a monologue. It's like a good four or five minutes. And it's incredible. There's no kind of music. There's no extra sound effects. The camera is very close in on his face. And it's one of the most powerful performances I've ever seen in a TV show. Hmm. Uh, I would really, really amp up people watch this. And I mean, the second season now, uh, things are going slightly better for them. The second season is all is more about the love of food. There is yeah. some glorious food photography in this. Like, I'm getting hungry watching this shit. 
<laughs> Even I got hungry watching it, and I don't eat. Yeah. Um, it's altogether, it's still stressful, but it's altogether a more positive series. The second season's a lot funnier. Um, I, I, think, yeah. I think it's got a different edge to it, the second season. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But it is absolutely worth watching. I think it's one of the best things that FX have put out in a very long time. Yeah, it's better than Welcome to Wrexham, which I've really fallen off lately. I, I fell off that. I enjoyed the first series of that. but I, I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but kind of... Fallen so off it. Well, it, more than when I knew they, that they got up, they was just like, yeah, fine. I don't need to watch it now. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> this happened last year. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, watch The Bear, please do. And the last one yeah. is, um, unfortunately, everybody, we old. Because I watched the documentary that Valve released about the 25th anniversary of Half-Life. Came out, came out in 1998. Oof. I think there was a news story about Half-Life and I just skipped over it. Never mind. <laughs> 1998 is when my brother was born. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's a man with children. <laughs> so, I mean, anyone who's been gaming Still for any minute... Med- <laughs> anyone who's been gaming for any amount of time knows what Half-Life is legendary first person shooter that kind of changed the game uh, Valve put out a documentary to kind of talk about the making of it and talk about its legacy it's for free on YouTube it's been an hour long it's absolutely worth watching it's obviously Valve themselves have made it so it's talking them up in the best way possible But we are great <laughs> <laughs> but it does actually go through that like for a long time the game Half-Life wasn't fun like they built a lot of this cool tech and like stuff that games didn't do like uh, like you know the sound of ambient storytelling like, as well. The ambient storytelling. They done all of these like individual tech things, but then when they played the game, they made there's no game there. <laughs> it wasn't fun. It wasn't enjoyable for them to actually play. So then they had to like they spent like two years doing the tech, and then it was like, right, what do we actually do with this? How do we make a game out of this? But they did. They smashed it, and it became a legendary game. And then obviously, it made Valve into a legendary company. It can't be a better documentary than that series that Stig got me into. Hello, Garden. <laughs> that, that, can't be better than that. That is the best thing I've so, ever seen in my life. I've so it's called. Good. It's so it's good. Just Half-Life in VR, I can't remember, but you'll find <laughs> it if you just search that. Yeah. It's so good. And it's, it just goes we're off going the rails. On holiday. <laughs> it's it's not better than that, but it's it's a it's a very good Nothing's documentary. I'm very nostalgic just like listening to the sound effects and looking at the graphics and the animations and stuff. Um, mm. the new story that, that Stig had there was basically for the 25th anniversary like Half-Life is free on Steam for most of November um, and they've updated it to include the original demo uh, some more extra content the original Valve logo restored but without the Sierra Studios logo um, new multiplayer maps is it the one with that Steam guy with a Valve on back of his head yeah creeped everybody out at the time Bow. yeah I think, I think Half-Life 1 and 2 are some of the only games I own on Steam Everyone owns Half Life, surely. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, sure. sure. I'm, I'm sure. I've got like two different versions of Half Life. Well, Candy, you no, can I'm get it on your Steam now because it's free. It's free, yeah, isn't it? Actually, free. somebody there told me that. Yeah. You've played it, surely, Candy? Nope, I have not. Fuck off! I want to play Alex. I've got. A I got told off for not playing Half Life Two, but I did it. I will, and it's great. <laughs> right, I'll do it now. Yeah, you, just... you play it now. Forget not this podcast. <laughs> Get, get, get it out of your Steam library. It's free. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing this week. It's been a relatively busy week for me. Busy week. Candy, what you been doing? Apart from downloading Half-Life. Yeah, hang on a minute. My Steam thing's up. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sake. Well, it's uh, Kaiju season in Candyland because I've watched a new series that came out on Apple this week 
called Monarch. And Monarch, Monarch is a um, series based around the nefarious um, corporation, shall we say, that knows about um, the monsters. John Goodman Corporation. Yeah, monsters, kaiju, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, off the bat, I will say it would be very handy to watch every single uh, Godzilla film. American Godzilla. American Godzilla. Yeah, no, you don't need to watch all 30 Japanese ones. Um, 42, I think, there is. And, yeah, I think so, something like that. And um, Kong and Kong Skull Island and, and everything, because it basically ties the two worlds properly together now. It's a direct sequel to both of them. And so far, it's very enjoyable. There's only two episodes out. Um, so it's hard to make um, a decision on just how good it is. But it's set over um, two different times. So it's set over uh, the 1950s at the moment. It's in the Philippines. And 2015 in San Francisco, which is a year after the Godzilla attack of the 2014 film. Um, yeah. We see a female character go to Japan to um, settle her recently deceased father's um, affairs comes to Japan and realises that her father has another family, uh, somebody roughly the same age as her, who's apparently a half-brother, another wife. She's called Mofra. (laughs) 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 My stepsister's a big (laughs) moth. I thought you said brother. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) And he's obviously got ties to Monarch. Um, During the 50s, we see Wyatt Russell playing um, Colonel Lee Shaw, who is also played by Kurt Russell in Present Day. Um, That's genius. A little bit of a uh, time whoopsie, I think, because I think Wyatt Russell, at a push, he might be playing somebody who's about 25, and that's in the He's 1950s, and bring it, bring it back to 2015. Kurt Russell is playing somebody that must... Be about in 85, 90. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks so, great for his age. It l- looks very good for his age. But yeah, l- lost it a little bit for me there, but I don't think it'll be um, too He's got Godzilla blood. That must be what it is. Um, it is 35 years between them. In real life. So yeah, it's... It's weird. Sure they're out, they're out by what? <laughs> 20 years? About 80 years. Yeah. About 20 years, yeah. <laughs> he just looks great for his age. Come on. <laughs> Leave him alone. Um, at the moment, not enough Godzilla for me. We see flashbacks to the Godzilla attack in uh, San Francisco. Like nearly every Godzilla film, you mean? Exactly, but we haven't really seen the big lad as is. We have seen uh, various um, various kaiju. I, there's Actually, no, if I say that, I'll be spoiling it. We, we do see one that possibly we've seen in... Um, Godzilla King of the Monsters. But I'm not 100% sure if it's that that one or not. Um, yeah, and I'm really enjoying it. I know which it. one you mean. I know which one you mean. Mm, could be I one of... say it just in case. Yeah, should you have one three of... heads? No. 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 King of the Monsters had about five different pretty uh, monsters, kaijus. There was a few, it? weren't there? Yeah, yeah it had... Um, I couldn't see half of it because it was so dark, that film. Had Mo- I... It had uh, Mothra, had King... King... Oh, King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah and Rodan. Rodan, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the, in the original, in the original 2018 one, it was the Mutos, weren't it? Yeah. Well, that's what they're all referred to, Mutos. Um, so Monica's basically investi- investigating all these Mutos. I don't think they named them in the, in that 
that original one, did the the Brian Cranston. I think they did because what I've had to do actually is I've started going back and watching them all again. Oh, finding it, yeah, fine. yeah. I'd have to, I really would have to go back. I, I kind of don't like the American ones. Never been a massive fan of them. I like them. They're not terrible films. I mean, just... um, Godzilla versus Kong was pretty terrible. Kong Skull Island is the only one that I found enjoyable. The Kong Skull, Island, Skull Island's just good. Uh... But I think, I mean, there's, there's hope that this series might tie it all together and you might go back with it with kind of new eyes and be like, yeah, ah. Yeah. That's a... Things do that, though, don't they? Things yeah. do that when you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. And I think somebody else watched it, didn't they, Stig? <gasps> I watched it, yeah. Yeah, we watched it this week. Um, I At the moment, I am more invested in the past stuff. Yes, that's, that's way okay. more interesting than what's going on in the present. Uh, there was a moment, in, but there's some good stuff in the present. There's a moment that shows a flashback to the San Francisco attack, which is actually really quite harrowing. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck. Um, He's really big, that Godzilla in that film, isn't he? Like, massive. Yeah. I, and I, than, I'm not skyscrapers and that stuff. bothered about the, the lack of Godzilla yet because we're only two episodes in, and I don't think it's really going to be about Godzilla anyway. It's, it's more about, about the company, no, it's Monarch, the company yeah. and, what, and Monarch and what's going on there and tying all that together. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. What's it, is it on Apple TV? Apple, yeah. I've got a free year. I'll start watching it tonight. I'm telling you right now, and this isn't a spoiler in any way, shape or form, her dad is not dead. Oh, no. Uh, absolutely yeah. not. Absolutely. 100%. Is that you guessing? Yeah, 100%. Okay. It's a guarantee that he's not dead. No, he's Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla's the dad. <laughs> Don't think it works like that. And he goes, and he's like, she's like, Dad? Yeah, it's, that's his voice. I said, like I said, there's two episodes out, new episode every week. It's just enjoyable TV. It's nothing groundbreaking or amazing. Uh, some of the CGI, some of it's a bit... Got to be off. cheaper than a film, hasn't it? See, I didn't find yeah, that. I didn't but... find it too off-putting. I thought what, that bit. Right what about like Shin Godzilla's eyes? That wasn't. Oh, that was fucking well it? distracting. I no, love the, it. <laughs> the clip of Godzilla you got, and some of the other ones were fine. It was more that one right at the beginning looked just a bit off, but I think because it was just a massive. It clearly was just a CGI stat sound stage. Okay, I know that. Yeah, okay. all that. Yeah, that I'm was just it. Really like, enjoy, I'm, I'm really enjoying Candy's Japanese Odyssey. I bet you've been listening to Steel Panther as well, Asian Hooker, haven't you, all fucking week? <laughs> No, but it will now. I would love though, and I don't know where to watch it um, other than Sailing the Seven Seas. I would love to go back and watch all the original series of Godzilla, the Japanese um, ones. There is a box set. You know a guy, you know, I know, but I can't you, know, that. you know a guy that does a podcast, he hosts one, me, that has the box set, <laughs> if you would like it. Oh, I would love to. Uh, yes, we'll talk. You, we'll will, talk. you will have to physically put DVDs into a machine. Are you capable of that without destroying the my box set? DVD. I remember yeah, those. Yeah, exactly. I remember those. <laughs> Doved. But I have got them. I, it, it doesn't come with the, the Shin Godzillas. Don't come with them. Oh, there's another Shin Godzilla coming out, isn't there? Is it um, Godzilla yes. minus one, is it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's going to be mint. Godzilla season. Cannot wait. <laughs> you also, in all this run, you have to go back and watch... Um, the cartoon with Godzuki. Oh, Godzuki's great. I thought you were going to say the Matthew is in some of the one. Japanese ones Oh, no, you, well. you have to watch the Matthew Prodigal one as well. You've got to watch all of them. Fuck. That's not in my box set. <laughs> I'm going deeper well, underground. You, you know, there's, there's a series of films I haven't watched. You could do a podcast <gasps> series on. That's oh, going to be Stig's a long Godzilla podcast. in review. We will, that'll last us for five years, I was going to say, that's a lot of Godzilla. <laughs> 
and and we're doing we're doing a breakdown of what happens in the story. So Godzilla turns up in Tokyo and destroys <laughs> Tokyo. Next, Next film. film. <laughs> the, the city has been rebuilt. Godzilla has come back, and now Mothra is attacking Tokyo, and Godzilla is now a goodie. You need, you need to remember that in these old films, he was always the goodie. Well, I mean, it's it's not really a Mecha baddie Godzilla's in the new one, does he? But Tokyo always suffered. He's always oh, no. suffered. He's just, a, he's just a clumsy fucker. He, he just, is just a clumsy he just, fucker. He's, he's got drunk. no regard for humans. <laughs> just, he doesn't even notice I remember us. When, <laughs> I remember when I watched the review and someone called him a drunk dragon. <laughs> he's just yeah, an NPC. He's a pissed up dragon. He's an NPC, is it? Just goes barreling through yeah, things. He's fucked. He's just fucked. And he's foul. I he just wants love. I can't there's believe a... they're getting another Kong versus Godzilla film out. <laughs> a, there was a clip I'd seen from it. I think it's probably from the trailer for the, for the new Japanese Godzilla. Might be. He was yeah. like Godzilla Zero or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, one. yeah. It's the shit one. It, yeah, yeah, and it's 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 this like terrifying. It's supposed to be this terrifying thing. You know, it's fish and boat Godzilla's chasing it, like coming out of the water. Yeah, and the, and the problem is, and I think this is always a problem I have with the design of Godzilla because he's a predator. <laughs> his eyes are on the front of his head. He's like yeah. cross-eyed, looking down his nose at this boat. He looks so <laughs> fucking goofy. It's not scary at all. Oh, that's he's why lovely. we love him. He's, he's lovely. Why, he's always he's, a proper chunky boy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah but it, it's, it's like pinch his little cheeks. He looks like a cat focusing in on a cat toy. <laughs> you should also watch Godzilla Earth as well. It's the biggest Godzilla they've ever done. He's... You should you size should... of a planet. Oh. Should not watch uh, Godzilla versus Kong. That was fucking no, 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 shy. No, no. <laughs> no, not very good. But yeah, uh, any more on that stick? Because I think that's Candy's. Do- you're, you're done, aren't you? Candy? I'm done. She's been down in Tokyo looking for some blow. Come on. <laughs> what you got stick? Any more? Um, not really. I watched. Um... We have a ghost this week. And uh, do you? Oh, the David Harbour one. Yeah, Candy, you watched that, didn't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, Amelia had already watched it with Kate and we were looking for a film to watch. So, oh, this, I really like this. Can we watch this again? And I was like, well, I've not seen it. Fine, I'll watch it. I thought it was all right. It's a little bit too long for the premise, but it's actually, it wasn't what I expected. It's actually, fun, it's isn't it? Quite, mm. quite funny in places. Uh, it's got a, yeah. quite a decent twist and it's quite heartfelt as well uh has a little bit to say on kind of internet fame and um that you know like just fans weird but candy went over fan, didn't you you, fan you told us about it, stuff. Didn't you? yeah yeah um but yeah that was all right the other thing i've done this week as well as i started a book called the haunted forest tour <laughs> it's a book by james a moore and jeff strand from 2007 yeah i, I decided well i'd fallen off my reading i was like i want to get back into something and i bought a big fantasy novel i was like i just can't be bothered with this right now <laughs> like do you know what i mean i really want to start so you bought this book. the mr men books yeah no i was like I, I i want to start this big book that i've bought i just can't i just wasn't in the mood so i thought i'm just gonna go for a little something a little bit trashy so i've gone for this like kind of horror fantasy um monster Sometimes book the Haunted Forest Tour is a book about a forest that just springs up in the middle of an American town one day. It literally just springs out of the ground. This is huge. And uh, takes over this town, kills like every, nearly everyone in the town in the process. And during that, um, it develops all these like weird creatures and monsters within the forest. Sounds like Sunderland. And because... Sounds like Sunderland, yeah. <laughs> and because America and yay capitalism, a company yay. decides to 
Marketing. somehow yeah market it as like a jurassic park experience and they build <laughs> like a theme park and this tram ride through the forest and it always goes well those, those and things. yeah i haven't read all of it yet i still haven't got to the kind of reveal of how they managed to do this and all that but mm. it's that's a good premise it's got a bit of black comedy it's got horror it's very bloody mm. there's a big body count in there there's a lot of description of how people die and get torn to bits by various monsters as the description and type of monsters is brilliant um i'm gonna spoil one of them so, so one it's monster not like lovecraft where it's it's indescribable yes <laughs> not some of them are like they're just like they're just but they used to write the creature was indescribable oh no no the authors do describe them but they're like kind of a lot of them i've never like kind of yeah, vision these it. for one of them is just a big decapitated head. Like, oh, nice, it, it's a I'm huge pretty sure head. There's a, there's a, there's a um, uh, what's a yokai, a Japanese ghost. It's just a big head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, yeah, it's in um, what's his face? This one. It's in Ghostwire. Yeah, Ghostwire. It's just a head. Yeah, uh, um, but it's really easy to read. A bit juvenile. Um, it's no, but I, sometimes you need that palate cleanser, don't you? Yeah, that? that's kind of what it, I've. I've bought it for kids read it mm. and said like yeah it's what it is it's nothing like <laughs> it's goosebumps for adults <laughs> yeah it's just kind of fun silly reading um i'm right into it i'm into it and uh yeah I've, uh it's easy reading it's enjoyable i think it's only like 300 and some pages long as well so you know pamphlet yeah so i still think you should get on the two garth Marenghi books they're very good yeah but i'm thinking I need about to getting on them very shy crap horror I kind of need to watch him first and you do. get an understanding. You should of watch what it Dark is. Place anyway. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know. I keep saying it should I need be on a must-watch list. But yeah, I just I've already kind of lined up a few of the books. Um, I do like my fantasy and high fantasy books, but I just felt like I needed a. It's nice. It's nice sometimes. Something a little bit different, and this just it was on TikTok. Someone recommended it, and I was like, you know what? It sounds ridiculous. That's so. why I read. I, I read a comic book in between a novel. I always do that. I, I, I assume you've got the new Patrick Rothfuss on, on your to-read to list. Not really. From what I heard, they don't really add anything. Uh, but there's two novellas that he's brought out in that world. Punk said he read the first one, so it doesn't really add anything. And I, I, I don't see time. the point in reading the novellas. for. I've, I've, it's 10 years since the actual second book came out. Like, just hurry up and do the Ten fucking... 10 years? Do the actual story, right, please. R. R. Martin. Yeah. So, I've got other books that I'm more interested in reading. But yeah, if you just want something that's really silly. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Haunted Forest Tour. I've just bought it. It's good. I like the premise. It's good. I'm going to add it to my list. It was excellent, only a couple of quid excellent. as well. I think it was like £2.40. We've... Yeah, sound. We've all done, haven't we? We've all done... Yep, we're all yep. done. Right, crack on with our feedback because we've got a review of something that I should have reviewed. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, <laughs> King Hagrid has said, started the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Poor you. I think the slow What's bits... It's the It's the Netflix dark version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, that one that's linked to fucking... Riverdale. Uh, Jughead. Riverdale. Yeah, Jughead. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's called, isn't it? Yes. Archie. Uh, yeah, I think the slow bits in between the exciting bits are too slow, and I'm not convinced I'm going to finish it. I wouldn't recommend it. It goes downhill very, very quickly. It got uh, panned, didn't it, that big style? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I also started Garth Marenghi's Incarcerat, thanks to Gadget for letting me know about it. You're welcome. And I agree <laughs> about what he said on the pod a week or two back. Most good. people do agree with Gadget. That's the thing. I'm on, I'm, I'm on the last book of Incarcerat. I actually bought it on Audible and started listening to it on there instead of reading the actual physical book. Is it an anthology then? Yeah, both books are anthologies. There's oh, like three stories. Even, that's even more enticing then. Yeah, uh, they're only 12 three chapters for. each of the stories. Um, but just hearing Matthew Holness as Garth Marenghi again, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I love there's, it. There's like a fondness back to 2003 with that, but he's so funny as well. Oh, when life was better. <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of times times after life was better, Supernatica has written in. Uh, waited until 7.53. How has she written in? I assume it's by vomiting over tic- uh, t- uh, Twitter. I was going to say TikTok for a second. It will be TikTok next. Don't give her ideas. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace. Uh, waited until 7.53 to write my thang because I'm a twat. <laughs> That's yeah. verbatim what she wrote. Uh, this week I started watching Bodies on Netflix. It's a sci-fi spread over three timelines that involves a dead naked bloke with a medium-sized penis, which you do see if that's your thing, who is right. found in an alley and some, cop- and some coppers in those timelines have to try and work out what the devil is going on and why it's all connected. Sorry, it's four timelines, not three, for fuck's sake. You know, you can delete things as you think of them. Do, <laughs> does she just write as she thinks? She does, yeah. I think she does, yeah. Or she's yeah. speaking to it, like, through the microphone. Dictating. <laughs> anyway, it's intriguing, no but I'm very aware I'm watching a programme a lot of the time because the acting in part is a bit, well, janky. It's still worth mm. a watch. We have three episodes to go, and I'm still watching it, so that says something. I've also watched okay. the new Scott Pilgrim anime on Netflix, and my God, is it beautiful. It's super cute, comfy, and different to the film, so it keeps my interest. The original actors from the movie do the voiceovers, and you can tell the love that's gone into making it. Ten out of ten for it. I was giggling the whole way through. This I week's it's good. I just haven't got to it. This week's Duarticus has started eating prunes and peaches. Then he didn't poop for three days, and then he did poop. <laughs> Yay! I'm what glad are you calling the... him Stuarticus. That's not his real name. Is it's it? official title. No, that's his, his official, official modern escapism name. Real name. Doesn't matter. Baby cat. <laughs> he has oh. no real. He has no real name. That is his name. I've seen. I, I keep seeing his pictures in his in his in his uh, Discord. But you just keep calling him that name. I'm like, what the fuck is that baby's name? <laughs> well, it was be, it was because when we were all suggesting baby names for it, it became a very much a, uh, Spartacus was one of the options, and we all suggested Spartacus. But then Stig came in and, and was very adamant that it had to be Stuart. Stuart. I think Stuart Stuarticus. It's got it's got an air of uh, regality to it. It's got nobleness to it. It's a warrior, Spartan almost. Exactly. Quite, quite mm, strong. So yes, yeah, I'm. <laughs> well, that's what we're describing, mate. We're all very glad that Stuarticus has had a poop. Says as anyway, well. oh, yeah, me too. Smoking his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Planty. Uh, this week, Rachel and I started our M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong retrospective with the brilliant oh. The Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis oh, is good. Br- Bruce Willis is brilliant. Why isn't he in films anymore? Oh, yeah. <laughs> too, too soon. <laughs> Dude. We then moved on wow. to the enjoyable signs. Mel Gibson is really good. Why isn't he in films anymore? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did he call that woman that time? Uh, that's not. Um, <laughs> and the bewilderingly badly written and acted The Happening. Marky Mark is atrocious. How is he still getting work? Ah, <laughs> oh, I have- I think that film's premise is fucking geniusly bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so stupid. It's gone the back to being genius. The wind, 
It's that moment that he, like that realization that it's, it's like a gif of him. He's just like in, it's that panning shot when he got in. He looks and his eyes like, oh no, it's the wind. And then like, they're running away from leaves that are twirling in the, lo- in, the in, in the wind. That had to be so cheap to make. There's nothing in it. <laughs> Pay the wind just, royalties. They just took them. It's down why to... they keep. It's why they keep bringing Invisible Man films out. It's cheaper. <laughs> they just t- took them down to the Midwest and just waited for the wind to kick up a bit. <laughs> Plenty. If you think that was good, wait till you get to old. Now the beach makes you old. After Stig's review, I will not watch that. That was fantastic. Uh, no. Plenty. Plenty goes on to say, Stig, can I recommend The Dead Zone to watch with Amelia? Creepy and tense without being overly graphic, and it's brilliant alternative reality prequel to The West Wing. All right. I shall have oh. a look. Uh, this week's final film was Peter Cushing and Doug McClure at the end of Earth's Core. Um, for the current episode of Hallmark... Uh, you did that for the current episode of Hallmark of Greatness. A favourite of mine as a kid in the times before I understood why production values were important and why brown face was bad. I remember that. Hang film. On, the Dead Zone is a David Cronenberg film. Should I really be showing my ten-year-old daughter a David Cronenberg film? Of course, you should. We just say it's creepy don't and look, tense without being look, overly the, graphic. Don't look, the creature is melting. <laughs> uh, finally, an admission: I don't want Baldur's Gate three to end. I couldn't even Doesn't admit have it to, to my look at Stig. I couldn't even admit it to myself until Friday when I spent almost 45 minutes sorting out dyes and colouring my party's gear instead of resolving a story in storyline. Oh, come on, mate. Focus. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, you cannot... Right, you can't play that game if you are not, like, coloured properly. If, you're, if your armour and your and your cape and everything isn't... You've got to be coordinated. Yeah, if it doesn't look good, then what's the oh, point? No, I believe in fashion. Yeah, but... <laughs> come on. <laughs> It always gets covered in blood when I play it, so it doesn't matter. Everything's red. And um, uh, just just as an update, he, he's he's also said to me, "Well, that's me. Just resolve Shadow Heart story. Very good, but fucking solid." There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's still not he's still not finished a story in story, but hey ho. It's my favorite character story, I think. Uh, now we get to Zenos's review. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Uh, as promised a few weeks ago, I've been playing through Remnant 2, the Awakening, Awakened King DLC this week. Mm-hmm. It's less than a tenner for a few solid hours of more gunfire goodness, and absolutely worth the price of admission. Bunch of new mission, a uh, bunch of new weapons, rather, including a shotgun that's always incendiary and I and can have more stuff tacked onto it. A dozen or so new accessories, including a ring that makes your character bleed constantly, which has opened up some yep. really weird builds because it triggers every perk that relies on you taking damage. So you can permanently stack up buffs that would normally require taking risks to activate. And a new class in the form of the Ritualist, which other games would probably call it a Witch or a Warlock, but it's the Damage Over Time class. What's your favourite mm-hmm. status ailment? Mine's all of them, and now I can have all the flavours at once. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute miasma. Yeah. The actual story for the DLC is more or less just background, but it does come with the yeah, rather neat decision. It's not to- very good. <laughs> It does come with the rather neat decision to make it a fixed setup one-shot mode on your first go-through that guarantees all the new areas will show up in specific places so you don't have to worry about random world generation locking your specific items or the new class. Good choice from Gunfire, and I expect I suspect they'll do that again for future DLCs. What is the story? King of the Fairies woke up. He's trapped in a magical sleep in the base game's area of the world. Uh, he's making, him, making himself everyone else's problem. Your job? Kill him. 
maybe save the world along the way, but that's really a side objective. Uh, He's right, though. It's clever how they've done that with the uh, um, the one-shot bit, because if you know how that game works, you can miss a lot. Yeah, it's all randomly player. generated, isn't it? Yeah, but they just make sure you don't miss it, which I really appreciate. They've also put in a ridiculous community puzzle for another new gun, which unfortunately got solved very quickly by data mining. My, under- my understanding is it's functionally the needler from Halo, and you <gasps> and you get it by killing yourself in a dream and then chasing the guy who dragged you into it across multiple planets while questioning if questioning if this is real or not. You know, wow. business as usual. I'm going to fucking play this game. This sounds wild. It's such a good game, man. <laughs> I didn't know that was in. <laughs> Highly recommend picking up the DLC if you like Remnants-based game, but if you're looking at starting out fresh at this point, you can safely hold off until you've cleared the main campaign at least once without feeling like you're missing anything. It's so good. It's, it's, it's shooting up to in my gotti pick, I think. Really? I really fucking love it so much. It's one of the best gunplays I've had in ages. It's Dark Souls with Resident Evil 4 combat. No, don't, don't do that to me. Don't do that. I'm busy, man. I'm playing fucking Pinocchio The original Resident game. Evil 4 as well. Oh, I didn't get on with the original. That's why I haven't picked it up yet. It's fast. It's fast. Uh, last up, we have Angry Kurt. Uh, he's, he's been a busy boy this week as well. Uh, this week, I carried on with my David Fincher films by watching The Curious Case of Benjamin Button and Mank. Mank, I thought, was boring. It just didn't have it's the core... Not. I didn't think the core story it was telling was interesting enough <coughs> to warrant a film, and apparently it's not accurate anyway, according to Oodles. It was written by, <laughs> by Fincher's father, and it really does just feel like something Fincher wanted to do to honour his father. He changed the star, the actual facts quite a bit in that. <laughs> quite a bit. Do you know for, like, dramatisation? Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Benjamin Button was much better. Not top tier, but I'd still give it four stars. Told a great story about the journey through a man's life. I do wish they played more into the whole uh, reverse aging thing more than they did, as it only really had a big influence at the start and the end. Now I just have Alien 3, Panic Room, and Zodiac left to watch. So you haven't watched Zodiac? Zodiac's very good. You are in for a fucking treat. Panic Room's all right, but it's a victim of the time it was made. Like, it doesn't feel good to watch now, but it's pretty, it's all right. Uh, No, now you just ring somebody up on your mobile phone. Yeah. <laughs> Alien 3 is a tough one because <laughs> there is such a good film in there, but the studio interfered with it so much it nearly made David yeah. Fincher quit being a director. And it's it was his first bastardized, film. isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely destroyed. The, 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 um, the script that got released that you can buy is phenomenal. We reviewed that script, didn't we, years ago? We did, yeah. Like if, if... It's a phenomenal book to read. You, the whole screenplay is available and it's so much better. <laughs> So much I think I think Kurt, when you when you watch Alien Three and it depends on your view of the previous two Alien films if you've seen yep. them. Um, I think you'll probably mark it as Fincher's worst film, but it's kind of not his fault. It was 20th yeah. Century Fox really fucked him over with it, which is sad. Definitely not his fault. It is his worst film, but it's not his fault. It's not yeah. his worst film for me. What's what his is worst it? for you? Benjamin Button, but that's really you've got no art. He's it's cute. Just... He's a cute old man. <laughs> What that's what's that got? Oh, wow, he's a cute old man. Like the rest of it's just a boring love story. Like like Kurt it's said, start the film is like the age thing. End of the film is the age thing. In between that, it's just a love story. It's like okay, whatever. Like, hey, see what I mean? He hates love. He's got no heart. Like it's it. Alien Three is better than the Killer, Panic Room, and Benjamin Button. All right, there you go. Seen the Killer yet? I haven't seen the Killer yet. Ghost Pepper takes from Stig there. 
Uh, Ender Three's not that bad. It's just not. It's just nowhere near as fucking good as the other two. Yeah. Like the two that came before it's it. It's better so. than Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's better than Covenant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It's the third best alien film. It's the third best. It is the third best alien film. Oh my god, yeah. It's bronze. Uh, on the gaming side of things, unfortunately, I gave up with Alan Wake 2. The combat, no. combat are normal, I couldn't do, and story difficulty is way too easy to provide any satisfaction. I also found myself struggling with the puzzles and rage quit on the one in the coffee theme park. I must admit, though, I've kept it installed as Gadget's Plea last week, and the feedback made me think I'll give it a second chance. I just need a break at the moment. <sighs> Really telling you that puzzle is so fucking easy. Yeah, it really is. So I started Super it's... Mario RPG on Friday, and I'm really quite surprised with how much I'm enjoying it. It's a pretty chill game to play, and perfect right now as I found myself having to think about the combat more than I've ever done in, say, a Pokemon game. Who knows, by yeah. the end I may be asking Oodles for some more JRPGs with slightly deeper combat. Having said <laughs> that, I didn't like the turn-based battle in Yakuza Like a Dragon, but I think that was just more due to having to grind them. I've got the perfect game for you, man. Come to me when you're ready. I'm going to tell Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Dragon Quest Eleven. <laughs> it's all right, that. It's so good. It's so good. And that's the like feedback it. for this week. Perfect. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Zanos, for reviewing something that I was bringing. You've made my life easier. Um, again, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and on escapism.co.uk. Um, have we got anything to plug on the... Uh, patron bit. We're gonna have a patron poll. Is that already up? Will they know about all that? I don't know how time works. Stig, you run the patron. What are we doing? It's already done because I just did Is it? it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just need to record the damn thing. We just need to. We haven't recorded. Oh, it. we haven't. We recorded haven't recorded it, it at this right. t- at this moment of recording. Um, but they'll get it. We'll get it sometime in the next week. And Kenny Potter's already out. And Kenny Potter's already out. Should right. really start listening to the next book of that. I'll have to start starting it this week. Look, I just don't know where I am in the timeline. Look, I, I only have to listen to half of the book. <laughs> yeah. Ah, really? Oh, yeah, because it's, it's two part. Of... But into two films, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's there's great stuff to become a patron, and again, from as little as a pound, sometimes some tiers, one of the tiers, isn't it? Pound, something like that. Pound to support yeah. the podcast, and you get to join in on the yeah. votes. Yeah, yeah, but but if you want the but content, you, don't get you want the fuck, <laughs> you don't get to listen to it. If you want the fucking content, you got to pay, baby. You got to pay, and there's some great, there's years worth of content now as well. The catalog on the Patreon stuff now. When I look at it, I'm thinking, fuck me, that was such a good episode, but I can't reference it to people that haven't paid. <laughs> you know what I mean, I think really I, good moments. I think I looked the other day. I think there's like we've done like 300 Patreon episodes. I have fuck me. <laughs> well, if you include the so if you include the like the green room stuff outside of that we have 30 bonus months we have 19 mcu based (laughs) podcasts we have 10 too fast too curious six kenny potters and more to come and the odd game reviews and stuff like that because we did a they did the last of us one didn't we not last of us yes um, but they go out on the normal feed spoiler casts early access yeah yeah god we've got so much content Please support us. And again, if you're not a patron, you're gonna. This show's nearly over, but it's her time to shine. It's now time for Candyland. And now, what's up in Candyland? (laughs) 
I thought of something. I've had a revelation today. I've thought of something that could possibly change... I could smell burning wood. Could possibly change the world, change humanity. I might even be able to use it on you, Oodles, but I need to figure out... Are you going to get a Nobel Peace Prize after this? (laughs) I think I will. The only trouble is I have to figure out how to do it and then figure out how to harness that power for good. And that is the ability to... The sun in the palm of your hands. (laughs) That's exactly what (laughs) No. I don't read that newspaper. Um, (laughs) I didn't mean that one. (laughs) No, it's the ability to pause when you're having an argument. So, like, say you're having a really heated argument with your best mate or you're having a fight in the pub, right? You say, right, take it outside. Let's get our clickers. You say your bit Mm -hmm. and then the other person pauses you and then they say their bit and vice versa say that they would like unpause and then but then it gives you the it gives you the time to like cool down a bit it gives you time to think but it also like so it's kind of like a game of chess like you do your turn and flip do your turn kind of thing so what you you you're trying to invent is time travel no no like one of those remote controls like in that adam sandler film where you can just pause someone just get oh when he bernard's watch man Jesus Christ! Oh, <laughs> now let's get that. That goes back in modern escapism history. Bernard's watch, but so like like the film Click, where he was really unhappy to be married to Kate Beckinsale. That one, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't Must be? Must be awful. And, but then, it, like, you would never wake up three years later in a cold sweat thinking, "I sh- sh- fucking should have said that." I've got the perfect comeback for that. That would this never happen because you got you, the time should... to think about it. But you, we, we have if, got something in that, in that place. That, it's the, called a headbutt. If everyone had this we'd all just be in a permanent state of frozen no i we'd mean like they would have like directions uh, what? so candy you weren't born when we had this discussion about bernard's watch what happens if you pressed your clicker and you died of an heart attack when you pressed it the time would never everyone, continue everyone ever again would be frozen you'd stop no. time it's too dangerous it's too powerful no the whole world you isn't died stopping once you've just, stopped time no you're just pausing the like they're like they're unanimated so they can hear you and stuff they just, so, they've frozen so, so, no, so your friend, your friend could put you into a coma indefinitely because no, not into a coma. A coma. No, no, no. Just, <laughs> just what it sounds like. like. I'm to break it down. Like you can, you're just frozen. You can still hear things because then you need to. Fall, you can say something back. Then yeah, that's a coma. No, no. You're thinking about that. You're, no, you're, you're always got to take things down the horrible route, haven't so, you? So, no, I'm so, thinking so, of this for good. So, 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 so sorry. Let, let, let me try and pass this out. So the remote yeah, control. You try. Would yeah. make it so that a person couldn't speak, couldn't yes. move away from you, yeah. but their their brain would be on, this is a good and they could hear everything that you're saying. Yeah, and then they have to breathe when they paused, and they have to trust that you unpause them once your point has been made. No, once your point has been made, they're automatically unpaused. By and how do, how does it know to automatically know? unpause? I haven't got that far yet. AI. AI. AI, it's going to be AI. It's going to be AI. And the AI is going to realise that we should all be paused and kill Well, I did have a caveat at the beginning. I said I had to figure out how to harness this for good and not evil. Like, it can't fall into the wrong hands. Do you know... I think it would be more for evil than good. Because that has never happened in the history of any invention. (laughs) I I, I I mean, the general theory of relativity prohibits this well, completely. Imagine, well, no, because no, you're thinking of time, time travel. I'm thinking of suspended animation. <laughs> Which is still time travel. No, it's not. The person that was, listen, the person that was suspended in animation is the time traveller, not the person that's clicking the button. The person that's paused is the time traveller. No, because they're, no, they're, they're bodily, the same age no. minutes later. No. No, they're still it's aging. No, it's like a no. coma, but being awake and alive. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's just for that. This is I have Got no. I, in. This is I have no mouth but must scream. <laughs> It's called ketamine. I think it's fine. I think, I think it's a, a really good... I don't see why this have, is a have problem. Have you ever heard of the film Johnny's Got a Gun? No. Yeah, when he's got no arms and legs and no <laughs> from the Metallica deaf, from the Metallica blind. video, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. where he can hear everything and but he's shouting yeah. out for for someone to help him. But SOS, but Kill no me. one can hear him because it's all in his head and he can't actually communicate. Yeah. That's what it would be like for That's somebody. That's what you're doing. That's well, what, no, yeah, I that's mean they're not doing. paused. They're not paused eternally. You're traumatizing people. It's still no, traumatic. They, the other person says that, no, they know this is happening because everyone's got a clicker. Oh, that's fine then. You're just, no, they, you're just born with a clicker and you can you pause each other. <laughs> you're born with a clicker. <laughs> you, know, oh, a, you know, a plinky plonk. Oh, no. I really don't see how you're seeing it, the bad side of this. I can't, so when someone's, good. someone's born, and you know, like when you fill out their birth certificate, you fill out the birth certificate and the and the, and the council give you that back and say, here's your birth ticket and here's, your, a, government, here's, a here's your government issued clicker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it takes triple A's. On the, on the fly right now, I've just brought up a new feature that we should be doing every week. And this is to the listeners. Can you, as listeners, provide feedback to what she's going on about <laughs> at the end? And we're going to have we're going to have a feedback section at the end of Candyland because I want to know what the listeners are thinking about all this because they never they never mention it as if they're still traumatized by <laughs> yeah, some of the yeah because they turn off after editions. this feedback. That's I, why. I, I know how this feedback goes. Every week it's Super Nancy Cat going. I agree with Candy yeah, exactly <laughs> because Nancy Cat is a fine woman. She's sensible. She's got a good head on her shoulders. She fucking does. I just, I don't understand how you don't see how this can be a good thing. So, so, we stig- feel, we see the danger. Stig- what danger? Stig, have you ever noticed that Candy is our version of Charlie Kelly? Yeah. This is just denim chicken 100%. all over again. <laughs> Candy, it's been an absolute riot. Because she's dangerous. Are you sniffing paints? Are you, those paints that you painted pictures with, are you just like... I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting drinking fumes. it. <laughs> fucking drinking it thank you very much candy for that and again please listeners you've got homework now i want feedback for the end of this segment every week so i just i just feel like sometimes i, I don't know i don't know what is going on in your mind she's clicking she's trying to click me this is the end of the show for non-patrons we'll see you all in a bit in the green room if you are paying us to do so you other guys you've been clicked off by candy bye <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I bet I hadn't seen that film in 20 years but I still know exactly what it's from that kid fuck me he's laughing in that film a little fat kid <laughs> laughing and choking the, the only one that isn't played by Eddie Murphy he's <laughs> so funny I'm sure they probably, probably did not it. alive anymore I'm sure they probably did a makeup test to see if he could play the kid that kid's probably 